0: Welcome to of Jets. My name's Ryan, and I'll be your pilot tonight. I am joined alongside my co-hosts and my co-pilots. I've got Green Bean to my this way, and I've got O'Leary to my that way. Uh, Matt,
1: how you doing tonight? Well, the season's over. We're not allowed to have fun anymore, even at F- five and three. So I'm very excited to do that for two hours. I recorded just Jets a little while ago. So I basically just banged my head into my desk for an hour straight. So I'm I'm getting ready to do it for another two. I <laughs> Creepy. How you doing tonight?
2: Oh, now I'm in a good mood. Uh, just imagining the idea of O'Leary, um, kind of absorbing and having to deal with the voicemails on Just Jets. That's my tomorrow. So I'm in a good mood now. I'm in a better mood than I was a minute ago. I'll
0: tell you, <laughs> <laughs> boys and girls, if you are just hopping in here. Make sure you hit that like button for every 25 likes we get on this video. We're going to pick a t-shirt qualifier for our t-shirt giveaway at the end of the show. So you want to get into that. Uh, and if you're watching this after the fact, leave a comment down below. You'll get entered into to win a t-shirt in next week's stream. But we have a lot to go over. So without further ado, let's just jump right into the nitty gritty. The Jets lose to the division rival New England Patriots 22-17. to 17. And woof, (laughs) was that rough. I felt like the Jets were the better team that entire game. You know, defense was balling out, five field goals. Not to mention, like, the one touchdown they got was on a fourth and one, so they, like, they had to go for it on a fourth down. Otherwise, that would have been six field goals. Jets were, like, absolutely balling out as far as the, uh, you know, the defensive side of the ball goes. Special teams, little to be desired. Zerline winds up missing a kick. Uh, man has a weird kickoff and then a not so great punt, but overall the overarching kind of mean potatoes of the Patriot game. I think a lot of people are going to be talking about or thinking about is Zach Wilson, his performance. He has under 50% completion percentage, 355 yards. He had two touchdowns and three interceptions. So let's go around our panel. Let's talk about the game overall, and then we could touch on some of our thoughts on Zach Wilson. Uh, Matt throw it
1: to you first. Yeah. Isn't it painfully ironic that we finally get a multi touchdown and 300 yard performance from Zach Wilson and it's his worst game of the year and maybe arguably one of his worst of his career. Like that's just so unbelievably painful, but uh, yeah, pretty much everywhere outside of the quarterback position, the jets were pretty good uh, on Sunday. Uh, Really the only thing, as you mentioned, special teams was pretty rough. Zerloin missed a kick. Man I had a bad kickoff and two punts, um, but defense was stellar. You really can't ask for too much more. Uh, you had a, a weird penalty that was borderline, but unfortunately, in today's NFL, I think they're calling that every single time. And the quarterback just melted down. It's, it happens sometimes with young quarterbacks, and it it sucks. But that was pretty much the biggest takeaway for me.
0: Greenbean, what about you? How were what were your thoughts on the game this past uh, Sunday?
2: Well, you know what? It's funny because I actually agree wholeheartedly with your initial statement, Ryan. Like I there was no point in that game until the end. You know, what maybe third pick that I didn't think we were gonna win that game. Like I just we looked like the better team. And it looked like the minute we stop with the stupid poorly timed mistakes, I mean, it's like we can run we could have run away with that game. Like that's really how i see it and it's i mean jets fans are obviously upset right and i think maybe even more so because of the you know the team the lead up and the fact that we were in my opinion the better team and uh you know look the fucking john franklin myers penalty was a stab in the heart going into the half 17-3 would have been i mean dude that that could have been the dagger right there. You know what I mean? Just 17-3 and a whole different vibe, you know. But, uh, yeah, it's just one of those games, man, that is really that much more frustrating because 6-2 and right now, and it was so attainable. Like, even in the fourth, it was like, if we could just hit the dump-off level stuff, you know, 5-10 to yards, we could just do that. We can win. Like, that was it. Um, defense was great. Like you said, special teams, I think this might've been their, their worst game. And it's, and that's saying a lot about how good they are generally. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was just so disheartening, man, uh, to lose this way. And I, I, uh, I am with everybody on the
0: frustration level of it. Uh, it's tough. It feels like we're almost back to Rex Ryan years. If you didn't see pro football Focus's rankings and blitz crew, I do see your super chat. I just <laughs> want to continue right. this and then we'll get on, over to the super chat. If you saw pro football Focus's, uh rankings, the Jets have the number one defense in the NFL, which I don't agree with. I don't think we're number one. Uh, we have the number 32 offense, which I disagree. I don't think we are the 32nd defense. I do think we're bad. Um. And then we have the number 2 or tied for number two special teams, which I do think is legit. I do think our special teams is really good. Um, And it feels like we're going back to Rex Ryan. And I'm watching like just some some stupid mental lapses. We had less than half the penalties we had last week. Last week, we had 11 penalties in Denver. We have four this week. And the ones that hit us were the ones that hurt the most. CJ Mosley on third and five hit uh, Mac Jones. I didn't think it was a penalty. I mean, he did like, I guess, hit the head. But when you dive your head down and you're a runner and you're going for the first down, like, I'm sorry. Like, you don't want to get hit like that, slide. So, I like, that pissed me off. I think that would have been fourth and inches. Now, they may have gone for it and it wouldn't have mattered anyway. Um, And then the John Franklin Myers one was really the big one. And and you watch it. It's easier to criticize, I think, in slow motion. Uh, But he clearly launched his body at Mac Jones well after the ball was there, like after it had left. So that, to me... This is now the second time this year, going back to the bangle game, that John Franklin Myers has a late hit on a quarterback, extends a drive, and it turns into a touchdown. So to I shouldn't say a touchdown because the John Franklin Myers one actually was a 10-point swing because it took three points and gave it to the Patriots and it took seven points off the board for the Jets. So combined with that, and he had the late hit on Jalen Hurts in our first preseason game. Like this guy just it yeah. seems like there's always some type of mental lapse and it just pisses me off to the point where like, I don't want him on the field as much good as he does. I feel like there's just, there's damage that he does to like our bottom line, the win loss record. I feel like he's created more opportunities for losses than he has opportunities for wins based on the depth we have on the defensive line. I think we can move on from him and not worry about it. I don't think we retain him after this year. I do think we wind up moving on from him. Matt, any thoughts on what I just kind of laid out right there?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, JFM is, um, the the penalties are unbelievably frustrating. I don't know if I'm at that point where I am I think the Jets are going to move on from him. I think they really value him, and I think he's a good player, but those couple mental lapses are extremely frustrating. It kind of reminds me of um, the frustrations with Corey Davis because Zach Wilson obviously loves Corey Davis, and he's come up with some big plays, but he's also had some, very timely drops and some head scratchers. Um, so it's, it's a tough decision. I see, I see where you're coming from. I, I hear you. It's unbelievably frustrating, but uh, I don't know if I'm at that point yet.
0: Real quick. I goofed uh, the Jalen hurts. hit was Quincy Williams, not John Franklin yeah, Myers. Quincy not Williams. Williams not John yeah. Greenbean, your thoughts on JFM.
2: Yeah. I didn't want to correct you. You know what I mean? I feel, I feel sad. I have to do that, but I was going to (laughs) nonetheless, um, you know, this is a good thing. We know, we know what you mean, but I mean, look, here's the thing. I don't think I'm, uh, at the point of, you know, bench him for good or, uh, you know, trade him like, you know, whatever it is. I'm not there, but where I definitely am is that he should have, there has to be something. So let's say for example, he sits the entire third quarter Mm -hmm. to, to think about it, you know, to, and like you're on thin ice. Like we've had it with you. This is now two. Like it doesn't matter that it was uh, soft. It was, it was lame, dude. It was such a fucking bullshit penalty. But that's the NFL. We know they're going to call it and they have to be, they happen to be super crazy sensitive to it right now. We know it. And he's already gotten called for that. So it's just like, in my opinion, I think Salah should have made a really big uh deal out of it because it crushed. You know, that uh, you hear it. It's a 10 point swing. That's what it was. And again, going into the half at 17-3 with our offense drove down beautiful drive and touchdown. You know what I mean? It was like there was a lot going right for us. Even though our defense did struggle, it wasn't like they were lights out. They struggled but they were good. They clamped down when you needed them to, and all. So, in my opinion, there, there, there just needed to be something. You know what I mean? A benching, a sit the hell down uh, kind of a thing. This is unacceptable. And uh, I don't, I don't know, man. It's really bothersome, and and it hurts, right? Like it, it killed us. It really did. Not to say we didn't have a whole half to come back and settle down. So it's not he didn't lose the game, but again. Ten-point swing is a big effing deal, man. And uh and I'm not happy with
0: him. All right. The other piece to this whole game is Zach Wilson and his performance. Greenbean, are you concerned with the year two signal caller?
2: Well, you remember two weeks ago when I said I was concerned and everybody <laughs> got mad. Right, right?
0: Like Nope, don't remember.
2: <laughs> it's, it's just funny, you know. Um, like concern doesn't mean that you're out. Right. It just means like, hey, it's like I'm concerned, you know, like concerned enough to to like, you know, maybe like if they were concerned, it's like to put extra focus on this. Something's up right now. um, I obviously if I was concerned two weeks ago, I'm more concerned now. And I am. And it's, you know, uh, I think the whole Zach Wilson thing, like there's got to be something that they can do to fix it. Now he is getting pressured, right? Not every play, but there's enough where he's getting pressured and he has to do the, the heroics, the acrobatics. But even with that, he's setting his feet. He has that time to set his feet and still throw a pick in a couple instances. Um, I just think there were numerous times where the guys were open right in front of him. I saw a couple dump offs. He missed the dump off to Michael Carter. He missed Elijah Moore. Both I think went into the feet. So like there's something there. He had some beautiful plays, but there's something consistent. This is one of the concerns we had last year. Like, why can't he hit the dump off? Why can't he hit the eight yard cross? Why can't he hit those? And and it's alarming, man. It it really is because I thought the team played well enough to beat them and beat them heartily. Like if Zach was just efficient. It would have been great. Now, like, like Matt said, 355, two intercepts. I mean, I'm was two touchdowns. This is best damn game of his career. But he lost us the game, in my opinion. Uh, so it's it's troubling. Now, they're going to give him the whole year, and I think rightfully so. Um, but I did, I'll tell you what, and being honest, in that game in the fourth quarter, I thought maybe he should sit for a quarter. You know, he's erratic. He's mm-hmm. all over the place. Um, Mike White can hit the dump offs, and I thought the game was that attainable. So, but generally speaking, I'm not a fan of benching them and just give them the year. It is what it is. Uh, But I'm definitely concerned, man, for sure.
0: Yeah. It's one of those weird sorts of situations where it's like, okay, we're in a playoff hunt. We really are. Now, obviously if we had won that game, I think it goes a lot further. I think there's opportunities for maybe trades that, that would have happened had we beat new England. Um, now you're in this weird flux of, okay, we do want to keep winning. Of course. But is it almost better to see Zach Wilson throw the rock forty times a game and just get everything out of it? Just throw anything at the wall. <laughs> get this guy as much looks yeah. as possible. Matt, how are you feeling about Zach Wilson? Should be should fans be concerned? do you think maybe uh, you know, throwing it more might be the answer with him?
1: I I don't think throwing it more is the answer, but I, I also don't think like I want there to be some sort of middle ground. I don't want him throwing forty plus times, but I also hmm. don't want it to be a a time where he's throwing at eighteen or twenty one times regularly. I, I think hmm. somewhere between twenty five and thirty five is the sweet spot. I think that's a good uh, good spot for him. It's obviously that that performance is very concerning. Like Green Bean said, there are nine more games this year, and the Jets coaching staff and Joe Douglas believe that. have someone who is going to get better i do agree with that but the drifting back and creating more pressure on yourself the throwing off your back foot and not throwing a ball 30 yards out of bounds and instead throwing an interception because you couldn't get it away is i mean that's just embarrassing there's no there's no other way to to put it it was really really bad and ruined what was really a nice almost half of football the first quarter and a half of the game, he looked really good. The touchdown throw to Conklin, the first one was really nice ball. And then the deep play to Garrett Wilson. Those were two really nice throws in the first, uh, what, How 20, 25 minutes of game time. And then it mm-hmm. all spiraled out of control after that.
0: Greenbean, what about you? You want to see Zach Wilson throw the ball more? Like, are you kind of on the win at all costs or is it like we need to know what's going on with Zach Wilson or is it somewhere, you know, in the middle?
2: Absolutely not. I think it's insane that we, in a game, again, that was so reachable to win, I think picking the end and on top of that, even like, like Bart Scott was talking about before the game, this is personal. It's time to step on their throat. It's time to let them know. In a game like that, I think it's an interesting choice. For that to be the game that you decide out of this, you're, you're going to throw the ball more than any other game. You're going to throw it ball 42 times. Now, yeah, it was only 41 attempts because one he ended up running on, but that's they called a pass play 42 times in that and he game. he was sacked twice. Right. Well, yeah. Well, and conversely, right? So there's that. So 43 times. Conversely, we ran the ball 14 in a game mm-hmm. when the rushing – it was working. You know, Michael Carter, James Robinson, they were getting – you know, four yards, five yards, you know, not on every play, but it was working. And I just think it's, it's, it's bad form, man. Like, and then when he's clearly not settled, they still, I mean, there was plenty of time, 13, 14 minutes left in the game and we abandoned it and we decide to put it in his hands. I don't know what that is. And that's where I go from Zach to the you know to the offensive coordinator Mike LaFleur even Sala saying hey you sure today's the day Mike you sure today's the day that we gotta make this point you know so I think I would rather see Zach in real life like game situations like if if it's you know four minutes left and we're down by 10 and yeah okay he's gonna be throwing the ball sure that's a two-minute drill and all that kind of stuff but in a real game where we're down I don't know, you know, at, at, any, at any given time, three points, six points. Why aren't we settled down and just putting Zach in a situation where his running game is helping him and he's not asked to win the game on his shoulders? I would much rather see a more balanced approach. I'd like to see the rushes at least 22 to 25 times a game. I don't like this 14 rushes shit. Mm-hmm. And it, and it's too much. We've seen it too much and I do not get it. So that's where I have a problem it's like, it's off Zach on that. He was doing whatever the hell he was doing. I have my issues. But why? Where's the, where's the correction? Where's the thought? You know, and um, again, I don't know why we abandoned the running game. I think it was foolish.
1: And it's not like, just to hop in a, a second quick, it, and it's mm-hmm. not like early on in the year with Flacco where they were playing down and they had to throw to get back into the game. They were leading or within a score pretty much the entire way. So 15 runs is unacceptable.
0: Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, you, you just got the new running back in there. I know you weren't going to give him a crazy lion share of carries because he only got in there a week ago, but, you know, this New England team gave up 250 yards on the ground on a short week. Like, the fact we didn't take advantage of that is infuriating to me. Durean. So, interesting stuff. Guys, if you're just hopping in, hit that like button for every 25 likes we get. We're going to pick a t-shirt qualifier for our t-shirt giveaway, t-shirt giveaway at the end of this stream. And if you're watching it after the fact, drop a comment down below. entered into next week's t-shirt giveaway blitz crew says while like most tried tired of making excuses for our quarterback but he was running for his life most of the time and missed so many tackles happy about the trade gives more time for huff johnson and clemens so he's talking about the trade of jake martin uh we'll get into that in just a little bit um but yeah I think a lot of us are tired of making excuses for Zach Wilson. We wanted to see, you know, the big explosive game. Oh, we got 355 yards. You know, 100 of it is probably in garbage time. Really, after that second interception, everything else was kind of, ah, it was, you know, we were kind of going through the motions. Like, for me, when I'm looking at the three interceptions in particular from Zach Wilson, the first two, for me, were good decisions that were bad throws, so, like, good decision to throw it into the flat. Now, he could have gone to Barrios a little bit further out to the you know the right-hand side. That would have probably been a, a little bit better. But throwing it to Ty Johnson in the, the middle of the field, totally fine. Threw it off his back foot. Bad decision. Bad throw. Second interception, the one where McCourty dove and, you know, was kind of almost out of bounds but not quite. Um, that one, good decision, throw it away. Got to make sure you get it thrown away. That's the issue. Bad throw. So, good decision, bad throw. It's sort of like that weird... Mm, don't love it can't have it happen and the third one i feel like is hero ball i don't want to see it um i don't know how much of an impact it had on the game i mean that i don't any any comeback you would have had really needed to happen on that drive and it was a heave threw it into like three or four people uh really wasn't good matt
1: your thoughts on uh all this stuff yeah i mean it was there the interceptions were just dumb there's really no way around it he has to be better um i don't know i think the bye week's coming up at a good time obviously playing buffalo right now is extremely tough i don't know how the offense rebounds against that defense but uh i think the bye week coming with his struggles right now is gonna be good i think he needs that little bit of a reset but um And then for the second part of this, I do like that trade a lot because Bryce Huff, anytime he gets on the field, just makes plays. And Jermaine Johnson will be back soon. And I think him getting on the field more is always a plus. So I I was a fan of the move today from Douglas. King choice comes in and
0: says Zach Wilson is busy trying to intimidate Aaron Rodgers with that flick of the wrist throw style. Instead of just getting the ball to the wide receiver, passing it normal. He wants Aaron Rodgers comparisons on ESPN at the expense of the team. So is he being selfish? I have heard this take before. Mm -hmm. Um, it's an interesting one. I think some of it is not trusting your offensive line and him bailing early is feeling pressure, seeing ghosts, if you will. Um, where he might feel like there's pressure even when there's not just because he's been kind of, you know, hit so much throughout the course of the beginning part of this season. Um, I would like to see the offensive coordinator, Mike LaFleur, kind of help him out, throw some screens, throw some quick slants, do something that sort of keeps the the offensive line in check and gives some protection to Zach Olson. Like we, we've sort of been harping on these five and seven step drops when you don't have the time to really protect it. Shorten the field. Let's see a bootleg. I'd love to see some RPO action. Now, I think they're probably doing that because they're afraid he might be, quote-unquote, soft. You don't want to you know, have him exposed to more hits, so maybe there's some, some thought to that. Uh, Greenbean, your thoughts on Zach Wilson trying to intimidate Aaron Rodgers and <clears throat> being more of a uh, comparison on ESPN as opposed to winning uh, with the team.
2: No, are so they're insinuating like the Aaron Rodgers attitude. That's what we're that's what we're getting. No,
0: no, I think it's the 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 throw style of Aaron Rodgers, the the whip of the wrist. I think it's um, okay. Zach trying to be that all star. You could you could pull out Aaron Rodgers' name, swap in Mahomes, swap in you know whatever athletic quarterback there is where they're running around. Same idea. I think yeah. what they're trying to get at is that the. He's more in it for the flash than the boring stuff. Like we heard Robert Sala say, sometimes the boring stuff's good. Like it's okay. So like something along those lines.
2: Well, you know what? It's somebody, I forget where it came from today, but somebody was talking about that, that it's like a, um, like a, an, like a cockiness, like it's an over, you know, he's like kind of an ego kind of a thing that's that has a, f- a major factor in this. Now I don't know if that's the case. I really don't. One thing I can say is the idea that Zach Wilson can be compared to any successful quarterback in the NFL is shit that I hate. You know, Sam Sam Darnold was Joe Montana. Um, I just I hate it. If that kind of stuff really gets under my skin, because I just I would just rather see my guy you know, be an average quarterback and and not be so erratic? You know what I mean? Can we just let him actually get a successful season before we do any of that shit? Now, all that said, like, I think, like you were talking about with the offensive coordinator, like, you know, one of the things that rubs me with LaFleur is that he doesn't seem to account for what's happening in front of him. Like, for example, when there's, let's say a starting cornerback goes down He won't, and like a rookie comes in, he won't like adjust and feast on that. He doesn't do that. He just stays with his plan. And, and a lot of that, in my opinion, does not account for what's going on with our offensive line and what may be happening with Zach within the game. Like you mentioned, five and seven step drops, these long developing plays, which quite frankly add to the, the madness that Zach has to, you know, avoid three guys because they have the time to get there where if he just pop back and boom, which we see a little bit but nowhere near enough, I think that would go a long way uh, toward cooling the defense off, number one, you know, taking making them think a little bit more. But number two, it helps Zach get into a rhythm. And we've been saying this uh, for a long time. Uh, it, it really does bother me. You know, I have lots of griping for Zach, lots, you know. Um, but I think a lot of it really does fall on Mike LaFleur too, you know. And and again, like comparisons, it's like remember uh, Mike Leflore? A couple of games, people are literally talking about him getting poached for head coach. I think it was the second win, Carolina, yeah, <laughs> right. And it's like, can we please? Like, how come it has to do that? Just like we're talking about last week, we were talking. About, I was literally fending people off that were talking about going undefeated the rest of the year, and maybe losing the buffalo once and going to the super bowl and now i'm fending people off because literally we suck you know what i mean like we're it's fucking we have the worst quarterback the in the nfl it's like i mean when, and it's even with that shit it's like why you know aaron rodgers really is that what we're doing like i can't even see it it doesn't do anything. All I want is for Zach Wilson to drop back and fucking hit Elijah Moore over the middle of the field. Why can't Mike LaFleur figure that out? Why can't he get Elijah Moore and Denzel Mims into the damn game, particularly when Corey Davis said, why can't we do that? Why can't we figure it out? You know what I mean? That's what, that's, where, that's where my mind is. Why can't we figure out how to use these dynamic young kids that we have, and including Zach? Why can't we figure it out? That's my
0: Aaron Rodgers. I don't know, man. Matt, your thoughts on Zach Wilson playing for the glory and not in the system?
1: Yeah, notably selfish guy Zach Wilson. He is right. the The trip out in uh, where the hell were they? Wyoming or some oh, shit? Yeah. Idaho. Uh, Idaho. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. No, notably selfish. You know. You know who would never do that? Justin Fields or Mac Jones? The uh, no way he's flicking his wrist like. A-Rod, Trey Lance, man, they should have should have drafted one of those guys instead of this bum.
0: Yeah, it's weird, right? We had that conversation, I think, was it last week? If you could read, or no, no, maybe someone sent it to me. If you could redraft the 2021 draft, what changes? Trevor I don't Lawrence know, because all warm. of them
1: stink right now. They've all yeah, been like, so up and down. Th- I think
0: the only other solution you could come to if you're the Jets is you trade down. And you go for something else, (laughs) like I don't know. Like there's the the right move was to take a quarterback, and of the quarterbacks, I'm kind of happy we got Zach. He's just got to put it all together. Like for me, this doesn't necessarily feel like Darnold because there's times with Darnold where I felt like you know he can't get the ball deep. Like that's what that was the issue with Robbie Anderson. Like you know that's why we couldn't see it uh, happen with uh, the guy we got from Tampa, um, the fast dude, whatever the hell his name was. Um, either way, I feel like the tools are all there for Zach Wilson. It's like between the ears that I'm I'm kind of trying to figure out and why he's not making all the moves that I really want him to make. Uh Michael says, if we win in Foxborough, does that make up for this? Uh it goes a long way, but I need to see Zach win us that game because if we win because of the defense and the special teams, I'm still not gonna feel great about Zach Wilson. And it makes me feel like a, you know, pretty uncomfortable. But yes, splitting with the Patriots does certainly help. Uh Gabe. Says, can Zach Wilson throws uh can Zach Wilson's throws be fixable under pressure? Throwing off back legs, hero ball, etc. That is a million-dollar question. I think Zach can be good quarterback, not great. See, I think Zach can be a great quarterback. He's just gotta stop making the stupid throws. You take away those three interceptions. I they, trust me, I, I understand that's kind of weird, but you take away those three interceptions, this is like. Zach had himself a nice day. <laughs> he had some really good throws. The Garrett Wilson throw was really good. The Conklin throw is really good. Like he's not like a bad you know, athlete or whatever. Like it like the 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 recipe is there. You can make the the feast. <laughs> it's just, just don't overcook the chicken. Shit. Zach's overcooked chicken. <laughs> I just hope he's yeah. not like well, I shouldn't say overcooked chicken, because overcooked chicken, you gotta get new chicken. But maybe there's like you added a little too much of something and now you gotta, you know water it down a little bit, get it back to where it needs to be. I don't know.
2: Can can Uh, chicken be overcooked? I don't know. I don't think so. You just boil shit out of it. I like it it crispy. Right? I mean, I guess, you know, if you're looking for, you know, that juicy plump, yes, you can do it. I fucking eat chicken. I mean, it's like a
0: rubber band. (laughs) Put cheese on it, right? Put cheese on it. It's good. (laughs) Soreless76 says, Zach needs to stop playing hero ball. Keep it simple. Couldn't agree more. Uh, NY Jets 24 says the Jets organization never develops a quarterback. They developed Pennington, Smith, Sanchez, Darnold. All of these were top first rounders. I'm praying this time around they'll get it right with Zach. Um, Geno Smith was a top second rounder. But yeah, all you know, by and large, Jets gotta develop a quarterback. These are all under different regimes too. Like it failed because it just failed. I do think there's probably something with the pressure of New York. You probably need a certain type of mentality playing here. Um, but I don't think it's impossible. We've seen, you know, Eli Manning succeed here. We've seen guys have success here. You just got to be able to kind of tune out the the media noise. I think it is a little bit tougher with, with social media nowadays. Like the New York media is brutal. Like us included <laughs> the fans. Like we are a tough crowd to please at times. Um, but I understand where you're coming from. Chris Mazur says hot take jets are in different places. Are a different breed right now. I think that the team rallies and gives Buffalo a hard time, even if we lose. Zach takes a step forward. Zach knows it's him, and think we see a or I think we see a big step. I don't want to be optimistic because I want to be a little more surprised, but I do think the Jets match up really well against Buffalo. Like if you can get to uh get to Josh Allen with your front four and you could force him to kind of win the game, throwing it. You're not getting beat over the top. Like I, I feel like when you get beat over the top and your safeties really start getting hammered, that's where it really starts coming undone. I'm excited to see sauce versus digs. I think our defense does match up. Well, Allen's just such a game breaker. Then on the other side, I don't think we match up well at all. I think their defense is super stout. Um, and we might need Zach to, to kind of win us this game. If it were to happen, like he, I think Zach's going to have to have himself a day for us to stay competitive, with buffalo matt your thoughts on the buffalo game
1: uh nervous because for most of the reasons you kind of just laid out there one i think they're extremely well coached um so they're always going to be very difficult but the jets have always kind of played them tough but this just can't be a game where zach wilson has another multi-turnover game like we just Mm saw um going into the bye because then that is just going to be two weeks of hell So Mm -hmm. I'd like to see him get back on track. But yeah, defensively, look, I mean, they're an extremely potent offense, but I think this Jets defense, the way they're playing, can hang with just about anybody. So I'm kind of excited for them to to see their test, but I am nervous about the offense. I can't lie.
0: Yeah, I want to see if I can find the stat. I don't know if I have it on me right now, but it's something like, 46% of all Zach's uh, interceptions came in two and a quarter games against the Patriots. I mean, you think about all the interceptions he has and you remove just the Patriot games. So you're saying he's played 18 games, removed two games. And what's his 16 game season like actually look like? It's actually pretty decent. Like it's not too bad turnover wise. It's just Bill Belichick and the Patriots know how to get to him. So maybe we're a little more doom and gloom because of that. Um, I am excited to see him go up against Buffalo. We got to see Mike white go against him last year. And then I think was Buffalo resting starters against us. The final, was it the final week of the season we played them last year? Yeah. Two no,
2: 2019, they were resting starters last year. I don't know. But last year we played them at the end of the
0: season too. We didn't have anyone left. Like every, like all our players were hurt. Oh yeah. yeah, I was going
1: to say, it felt like the jets were resting starters. I think Wilson was hit like (laughs) on like 17 dropbacks or something stupid. Crazy green bean, your thoughts on the Buffalo game. Um,
2: you know, I think one of the things that I try to always keep in mind is that they're, they're all still football players they are all still men. They're all still, you know, NFL caliber. And the truth is, is that we have a very good young team. Now we're the last two weeks have been brutal as far as the injuries. Um, and then the regression from Zach and the losing a game against the Pats that we really should have won. So it's been a tough, even though we beat Denver, it's been tough. So you tend to like, you know, slip into like, um, you know, uh, despair, so to speak. But the truth is, like you said, you know, we play Buffalo tough and it's a division game, division games, uh, usually more times than not end up being more competitive even though the the you know the gap between the teams might even be further, uh, that all said i I'm, I think where it where it's difficult is their defensive line versus our really patchwork offensive line. I, I think that they have the opportunity to really mess us up and uh, and you know Zach coming off this game is is pretty spooky, right It's a pretty spooky scenario and then to lose two be five and four going into the bye. it just it takes some of the buzz away from the the first half of the season uh and i get it i get it but i think more than likely buffalo is is going to beat us more than likely but at any given time you know if it's just one of those games where they do look past us they do think oh you know they're reeling they lost their they're two best players, Zach Wilson sucks, and 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 it can. And if they do, I think we have the weapons and the defense and the special teams to pull it out. Like, it'd be tough, right? But I think it's possible, and I'm certainly not looking at the game as a, just a guaranteed loss. It's likely, but I, I tend to have hope most weeks, uh, and I think there's a lot of reason to have hope this week. I mean, if Zach doesn't play – that bad, we win, I mean he doesn't throw three interceptions. It's very realistic, we could have won, so and he hasn't thrown picks this year, so you know, let's hope that last week was the anomaly, so to speak, and that he settles back down to just playing smart. if that happens, hey man, if we're able to keep their offense off the field with the running game and and tight ends, who knows so i'm not i'm not um I'm not out, you know what I mean? I think it's possible. Although I am preparing myself <laughs> for uh, for a loss,
0: Sky C says I love. I have a love hate relationship with Zach Wilson. He's brilliant and Matt. I need you for this word. What does that say? <laughs> He's brilliant and willingly Sure, we'll call that. I don't know if that's in some games. That that sounds like uh, like a fancy word that I should know. Uh, seems our patience is thin at quarterback post Darnold. What would happen post? Season if Zach Wilson doesn't work. For me, my patience has worn thin on rookie quarterbacks. So, like for me, the option is Zach is the guy, or we're rolling with Zach and maybe some competition next year, or you just pull the plug entirely and just swing for the fence. Because this team is a year ahead of schedule. I don't think we have the luxury of allowing a rookie quarterback to go through two more years of rookie growing pains. I, I'm going for a veteran. And I said this on yesterday's show and some people are like absolutely going to hate this, but there, I think you have to consider some realistic options for next year. What can you win with? What caliber quarterback can you win with? Can you win with a top 15 quarterback? If you have the number one defense and you have a a stout running game, does Derek Carr uh, or Ryan Tannehill, like are these names that you could get for, for not a whole lot this off season? Then there's like some bigger fish. Are you trading for an Aaron Rodgers swap of, you know, Zach Wilson and Aaron Rodgers with the LaFleur brothers? Maybe that's a a realistic situation that could could happen. Uh, and then not that anyone wants to talk about it or that I think it would be a good idea at all. Uh Tom Brady's gonna be a free agent. <laughs> How would you guys feel if freaking Tom Brady was like, you know what? I got my divorce. I'm pissed off. I'm going to play one more season against goddamn Bill Belichick. That Jet team is loaded. Nothing would piss Bill off more than the Jets winning the division and winning a Super Bowl. And I beat him twice. Dude, think about it. I think I threw up in my mouth a little bit. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah there, i know there was a meme a while back but it, you know it was pretty funny but it was true i think like tom brady can do nothing that's going to you know raise what he's mm-hmm. done in the in the nfl in his career except if he went to the jets and took them to and won the super bowl that would be a I would be the craziest thing to ever happen <laughs> And probably the most difficult thing for him to ever do, even though we have just boatloads of talent and everything. um, I don't know how I'd feel about that. I mean, obviously we root for anybody in Jets colors, but that would be one of the most difficult arrangements that I ever have to swallow. (laughs) But if he did it, that would be, then he's a real legend, greatest to ever fucking strap
0: on. Retires hell. a jet, right? Like that's how, <laughs> that's how that swan song works. in the hall of fame as a jet. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, how would you feel? Well, okay. So Greenby, before I sw- swap over to Matt, uh, if Zach doesn't work out after the season, what is your, uh, what do you think happens? What do you want to see happen? Um, you know, obviously
2: we don't want that, right? But if it, if it yeah. happens... I think that I think I would probably agree with you if there's a realistic option out like a Garoppolo, you know, something like, Mm -hmm. like if Zach does not work out and you know it, I probably would be a fan of a veteran that can, you know, like you said, middle of the pack, top 15 can win you games, not lose them. And then I'd probably use a third or something like that on a young guy and start developing because let's be real. Mm -hmm. Joe Flacco, as young as he is, uh, he's probably not going to be, you know. <laughs> but, um, you know, like uh, Mike White, with all due respect, I think Mike White could have come in last week and maybe just nice and efficiently won that game, you know. But I don't think Mike White is the guy that you want to develop and build your team around. I, I just don't think that. So I think, like, if we just cleaned, you know, the the cupboard, so to speak, brought in, and just as an example, a Garoppolo and then used a third – on a, on a good young quarterback that needs some time, I think that's about as good of a plan with a team that's kind of you know, 80%, 75% built. I think that would be a real smart way to go about it. Another rookie?
0: I don't know. I don't know, man. Matt, what about you? What do you want to do if Zach doesn't work out after the season?
1: I hate that this is a topic about a 5-3 and three football team. That's like I <laughs> it's so no, no, I'm I'm but annoyed because it's because it's, it's we're so good and the quarterback has
0: kind of been the Achilles heel right now. Nah, that's it's, bullshit it's the, because it's for, what we've if. done.
1: We've all done this for three years or more, and every single year we're doing mock drafts in October and November. And now there's a team right now that's halfway through the season. And if the season ended today is the five seed and we're still talking about offseason stuff. We're sick in the head. That's the issue.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are.
1: Matt's right. <laughs> Matt's right, everybody.
2: I want you to know that. I'm sorry, Sky C. Matt's right. Nice sidestep, Matt.
0: Don't have to put your name to anything. I love it. (laughs) I'm with Matt, though.
2: I I take (laughs) what he has. It's because he's not going to
0: fail. He's too big to fail.
2: I agree with Matt.
0: That's where I am,
2: too. I stand where Matt stands.
0: Blitzcrew comes in and says Mims. Looks like he's doing better at Moore's role. When Davis is back, inactivate Moore. Zach looks better in hurry-up. Seems like a short count and less time in his head is a great thing. Um, So I think Mims is playing because of Corey Davis. So when Corey Davis comes back, Mims doesn't see the field. I think he just backs up Corey Davis at this point. Um, Elijah Moore is interesting. Like, do you decide, we're done. Like, the the post-game comments from him... Oh, you know, I don't have any, uh, oh. don't have any chemistry with, yeah. with Zach Wilson. It's like, okay, Stupid. they're fishing for it. He took the bait knowing exactly what it was going to sound like. Uh, I don't get the ball. Like, how can I have chemistry? And then like, oh, do you still want to be here? Oh, well, um, you know, this, that, and the other thing. I'm still here. I'm here for my teammates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know you don't want to be here. Whatever. Um, so for me, when more, uh, when Davis comes back, Mims goes to the bench, Moore still kind of does what he's been doing right now, seeing 10 snaps uh, a game, maybe, if that. I'd like to see them get him more involved, though. Uh, Matt, your thoughts on uh, Zach and the hurry-up. Seems like maybe uh, a little less time uh, diagnosing defenses and maybe more reacting
1: to stuff might be a better route. How you feel? That kind of makes sense, right? Because you can see why a young player might, overthink things and try to do too much which that's kind of exactly what happened this past week but um yeah some some hurry up and i mean something we've talked about at nauseam here is some two to three step drops some screens some uh some quick slants but for whatever reason they're dropping him back five seven step drops and it's just taking forever to develop and then he's you know falling ditch in the pocket too early not stepping up can he run too like on, on that fourth oh, down play no. where he overthrew Tyler Conklin, yeah. he could have took off and ran for if not a touchdown definitely a first down
2: yeah 30 yards
1: right it feels like okay. there's a directive or maybe that he's nervous
0: like it maybe he doesn't trust his like injury mm-hmm. 100% yeah. like maybe it's a mental thing. But it, it feels like he's been told to be protective of himself and of the football. Like he is the rest of this guy, the rest of this team. season. We got to know what we have in him. Uh, Greenby, your thoughts on playing a little more hurry up.
2: Yeah, well, just uh, real quick on what you just said. Um, I don't think it's a direct, I mean, maybe to some degree. But I think if you look at the way Zach is, his tentative nature of letting go of the ball. You know what I mean? I think overall, one of the issues I have, I think he's playing scared. That's what it looks like to me. He's more willing to run around and like buy some more time until somebody really gets open as opposed to just throwing it, you know, when he's NFL open, like he has a step. You know what I mean? Like Garrett Wilson has a step. He doesn't let that go. He holds it. And you see it all the time when there's guys right in front of him, wide open. I mean, at wide there, they got a step. And you got to hit them. And I think he's not confident enough in his ability to hit it, man. Like, I think he's he's shaken. So that's where I think more of the hesitance to run is. I think it's he's afraid. Like, that's, I mean, I, I could be wrong. But that's, I'm literally looking at a guy who's in a panic. That's what it looks like to me. Um, so I don't know. I think there's probably some effort to say, hey, man, we got to be careful with your knee and all that. But again, like Matt said, there was a couple plays where all you got to do is take off, slide, and you're you're safe. Mm-hmm. Just fucking run for 10 yards and slide. And it's a first. Like, at least just do that. And he won't. And I think he's afraid, man. Um, now, as far as... Now, was this the Mims, right? Like, Mims? It could I, be what, Mims. Just, yeah, you talk about Mims yeah. doing
0: a better job in his role. Like, yeah. do you deactivate more?
2: Yeah, well, I don't think Mims is playing the more role, right? So there's that. So I think, like you said, he's, he's playing Corey Davis. But that's... That's semantics, right? I think what I'd like to say is to all of Jet Nation, is Jeff Smith's gunner role more important to you than that? What we saw that was Mims playing because they had to play him and you see it, you can see it is jeff's who's not even that great at gunner by the way he's fine but he's i don't remember jeff smith making any crazy plays or anything it's usually a hardy right Mm -hmm. so do we see it yet like there's something wrong in the like we can't figure out how to get elijah moore and denzel mims the ball they're on opposite sides of the spectrum who the hell is it that mike lafleur is it is only garrett will i don't understand so like you look, Denzel Mims gets a handful of plays. And we saw it last year, too. He comes in for three plays, he gets a fucking 50-yard bump. He comes in for eight plays, he gets three for 36. Yes, he made some mistakes. But, I mean, shit, Denzel Mims made less mistakes last year than Dwayne Brown made in the in the last game, you know, the week before. So, like, we're overemphasized. Is Jeff Smith's impact to the game worth more than what you saw from Denzel Mims in limited action against the Patriots, and that's where I am with Denzel Mims. I think more and Mims and Garrett Wilson and Barry, I think they should be out there, different packages, and I think we'd be fucking lighting people up if Lafleur was on it, paying attention to it, and Zach could hit these
0: guys. Like I think the t- it's there's so much potential here, man. Brian, yeah, the Mims stuff is interesting, right? Like I. Don't know. I, I love the talent Mims has, but ultimately I don't want Jeff Smith or Denzel Mims to really see the field. Like I'd like to see Elijah Moore get on the field more. I'd like to see, you know, obviously if Corey Davis is healthy, him out there and Garrett Wilson, but like if I'd rather see Berrios, Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson before I see more or, or Smith, honestly, uh, Matt,
1: what do you think? Yeah, uh, I loved what we saw from Denzel. And for me, it's always been him getting out of his own head. I think when he does that, he can be a really good player. But I think sometimes he's just in his own head. And there's too many times where there's the mental mistakes, whether it be uh, a drop or uh, a penalty or not getting lined up right. Like, It's just little things, but if he can correct that, we saw he has a very good catch radius. He was out of bounds, but we saw him go up and catch Mm -hmm. that ball early in the game. Uh, And then at the end of the game, there are some nice yards after the catch. So for me, it was never a talent issue with Denzel Mims. It's about, you know, getting in it mentally. And if he's there, I think he could be a pretty good player. Chris Mazur drops in, says, Mark my words, guys, mark my words. That's
0: in relation to him saying Zach takes a step forward versus Buffalo. Uh, J boy says, JD said the stars on the defensive line will be out there more. They should absolutely be out there more. Now that Jacob Martin is no longer, uh, clogging it up a little bit. Uh, they can have them out there a little bit more. Scuttlebutt says, look at Eli's QBR through year four. Awful. Give Zach Wilson three years. The issue with the Eli Manning and the Zach Wilson situation is the money. It's the amount of money because Eli was signed prior to the rookie contract. Uh, so he was on a massive deal. So he, they just kind of had to let him see what he was going to be. If Eli had what his career started out as now with the rookie pay scale, where you have to win with guys on, on cheap contracts, I'm not sure Eli makes it, uh, through year four. So I, I do want to see Zach Wilson through three years, but I want him to make me feel confident going into next year. I don't want to be questioning this all off season. Um, I think that's probably where where Green and Matt are on this as well. Uh, Wild Wave says, so happy that Elijah Moore is still on our team as our prisoner. Yeah, there's a little bit of that uh, with me as well. Like, I I didn't want to give up Elijah Moore. I do think that the trade with Kadarius Toney, a third-round pick and a fifth-round pick, I think that was squarely on the table for the Jets if they wanted to trade Elijah Moore to Kansas City. I think Joe Douglas decided, hey, a third and a fifth. It's not the value like he's better on our team for the next two and a half years at his cheap contract than maybe a third and a fifth round pick. I think we can I think we can make it work with Elijah Moore. And I do think Green Bay probably contacted us. You got to think LaFleur brothers would have been talking a little bit like, hey, does it make sense to to move Elijah Moore or Denzel Mims? Uh, and the Jets side, we're going to kind of sit Pat here. Uh, Matt, you happy that Elijah Moore still on the team?
1: Uh, in a way yes uh, I didn't want to give give up on him I do think some of his comments have been a little concerning but uh I, I don't want him to kind of just hang around and do nothing like I think playing him 10 snaps like he played last week I don't I don't see what the the benefit of that is like if you want to have him then great I think you have to get to a spot where you're trying to you know utilize him in the option uh, in the offense like we said putting him in the slot is that really too much to ask for to get him in the slot mm-hmm. get some quick things in you know, the ball in his hands so he can do things after the catch, which is what makes him so special. Um, I don't know. I hope that they start utilizing him a little bit more. And hopefully his attitude changes too, because that I think needs an adjustment.
0: So once we get through some of these super chats, we'll circle back around to the trade deadline and the Elijah Moore stuff. Uh, NY Jets 24 thank you for the super chat. Uh, Grimian, you had a comment as well about the Elijah Moore?
2: No, I'm just going to tell you, I'll be back in 30 seconds. I'm sorry.
0: Okay. Be right back. Fire away. Uh, NorCal, thank you so much for the super chat, brother. Chris Mazer comes back in and says, also interception at half made the 10, uh, made it 10 to six at half. The penalty doesn't happen if it's a 17 to three game, different game, just throwing that out there. Um, the interception at half was pro was before the penalty. So if Zach doesn't throw the interception, you continue to drive down the field. I think that's what he's saying.
1: Is that right? Do I have my ma- my timing right on that? No, I think the I think the interception happened after that. I thought. I don't think it did
0: because they had like when we returned that interception for a touchdown, there was almost no time left, and I think they got the ball because we inter- we got the interception just prior to it chat let us know uh, if that's what r- up
1: right because oh, up the box score in a second
0: yeah i'm now i'm i'm misremembering
1: uh i remembered it the other way but it's entirely possible okay let's do this it was the definitely interception first came first is that. what g said
0: what was that uh green bean what about you this? do you remember does what happened first the pick six or the interception from Zach before the half. Zach.
2: The interception happened first, and then
0: when we were trying to stop them, then the interception happened.
2: So think about that. In that one minute and 40 seconds or whatever it was, we went from really having control of the game to Zach. I mean, we could have drove down, scored a touchdown, the whole thing. That's that's where we were. I had all the faith in the world that we were right before the half, we were going to go down there and get points. Even if it was a field goal, I was 100% confident. Zach throws the pick, terrible, gives him the ball. They throw the pick six, penalty, they get the field goal. So that so was that, when the game flipped. Yeah.
0: So what Chris is saying here is it's a completely different game if Zach doesn't throw the interception and just goes down the field and scores a touchdown because now you run out of time. Yeah, of course. I mean, hey, anytime you wind up with a touchdown uh, instead of an interception, that's, you know. That's a winning formula. Uh, Old Man Gamer Joey says, if you didn't trade any wide receivers, then play them all together. Um, You got to have some guys on the bench, too. Like, unfortunately, Elijah Moore just taking him in the second just last year when we saw the talent he had, not having him on the field and and getting him some reps. And you see Jeff Smith out there like that. Something's off to me. Way off. And uh, NY jets 24 says our defense must contain Josh Allen. He cannot run all over the defense. If he does, we do not have a shot at all winning on Sunday. Agreed. Completely agree. We have to shut down Allen. And I think our secondary can shut down the long ball and, and digs. Like I think our defense does match up well with them. Um, we just can't have him running all over the place. This is a big game for Quan. Quan and Quincy on either side, making Josh Allen uh, feel each run that he does. Uh, J Boy says, Matt has a hell of a point. And I don't know uh, when that was, but yes, I <laughs> yeah. agree. Could have been anything. I've said a <laughs> lot of <laughs> salient points on this show. Right? Mm-hmm. Let's see. We had something else in here. <laughs> I don't go scrolling past it here. Blitz Crew comes in, says, I want Zach to work out, but if not, Daniel Jones as a free agent. Oh, man. Oh, my that, gosh. like, Oh my god! That would be so weird oh. if that happened. I I like Daniel Jones. I think he's Josh Allen light, but he just can't hold on to the ball. So like, if he's going to keep turning over the ball, it's going to be the same thing as Zach Wilson. Like, I don't know if I I want it. That'd be a hell of a quarterback competition between the two of them, though. I think I I really think the Giants are going to have to retain Jones. I don't think he hits free agency. I just don't know what they're going to have to pay him. They're in a weird spot, the Giants. Green Bean, you want to see Daniel Jones, possibly? You, well, so is Barkley. No. Like, do you allow Barkley to walk then? I feel like I would tag Barkley and try to work out a Band-Aid contract for Jones. Like, I feel like Jones is going to understand his best shot to compete is with Dable in New York in the system he knows. So do like a one-year Band-Aid. Or can they do like a transition tag on him and the franchise tag on, uh, on Barkley? Because maybe it makes sense to pay Jones the average of the top 10 at his position – and if someone wanted to sign him, you get the the compensation for it. You basically just don't allow him to walk for free. That might be their best option. I guess. You don't see that tag used like at all, though.
1: No, that's true.
0: I don't know. Green Bean, what do you think about Daniel Jones?
2: I don't want Daniel Jones. I think that <clears throat> Dable is somewhat of a magician in this respect and knows how Mm -hmm. to get exactly what he needs to get out of him he's not asking him to do more than he can i'm not saying he's not talented but i'm saying Mm -hmm. we don't have Dable. so when he comes over you know we haven't i haven't been impressed with Mike LaFleur, the way that he's kind of taking care of and developing zach i just i'm -hmm. not impressed i'm not saying it's not going to work saying what dable came down and did for daniel jones i do not see on our side, um, or at least that dramatic. So I would be concerned that it's an illusion by a very, very talented offensive mind. Well, let me say this. Sorry. Elijah Moore, we were talking about Elijah Moore. He was taken with the 32nd overall pick. I just want to remind everybody, Pat Friermuth was taking 23 picks later, um, and that's who I want Okay, thank you. That's all I wanted to say.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so conversely... Greenbean, bean while Dable has done a great job with daniel jones right now and i think he he has done well michael floor has done well with all the quarterbacks that he's coached with the exception of zach wilson zach wilson you see flacco throw it all over the yard you see mike white throw it all over the yard you see josh johnson throw it all over the yard you saw pickett in the senior Bowl throw it all over the yard you saw the was it ritter was our backup i think uh you saw him you saw both quarterbacks throw it all over the yard in the senior Bowl. so for me, I'm more confident in the coaching staff than I am in Zach Wilson. Like it's, it's one of those things like, oh, if you're always the bad room, like, or if you always have a bad roommate, you might have to look inward and say like, oh, maybe it's me. That almost me, feels right. like the situation, right? Five
2: consecutive asshole roommates. Maybe it's, exactly. we have a saying. Yeah. We have a saying in uh, AA. It's if you see three assholes in one day, you're the fourth. Right. Yeah. So that's you know, it's important to look at and look at yourself. That's a good point, man. That's a Mm -hmm. that's a strong point, you know. Like look at everybody else, even Josh Johnson threw for three bills. Almost
0: four. Mr. Downtown says, Please tell me why should we still believe in Zach Wilson when Elijah Moore and even Garrett Wilson have shown disapproval in his poor quarterback play? Funny how winning cures all. Uh, it doesn't cure all because Elijah Moore was already making noise when we were winning, but I do think that there is some validity to Elijah Moore's concerns. Like I think Elijah Moore is vocalizing the concerns of a large portion portion of the locker room, and I think team like players in the locker room are probably looking at each other and they're saying, "Hey, we're a year ahead of where we're supposed to be. Like this team was not supposed to be ready to compete this year, and the the uh, kryptonite to us right now." Is Zach Wilson, but then there's there's other parts. You look at Zach Wilson, and they have like defenses have to respect his legs. They have to respect his arm to an extent, uh, as far as the power goes, and like the throw to Garrett Wilson, the throw to Tyler Conklin. I don't see Mike White making that throw. Maybe Flacco makes the bomb to Wilson, but I don't know if I see him making the throw to Conklin. And I think the escapability now that we've lost a bunch of offensive linemen, Flacco and White would be sitting ducks back there. So as much as there's uh. Some, some valid concerns with Zach Wilson. I do think there's some, some benefits that aren't necessarily appearing on the stat sheet because we don't have another quarterback in. Uh, Matt, does that kind of make sense with what I'm sort of rambling about?
1: No, anytime you can give up on your quarterback 18 games into his career, you just got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> James! says, guys,
0: this is great. We're talking legitimate football. Love your passion and content. I give Joe Douglas five-year extension if I'm Woody. I think Joe Douglas has been the best GM we've ever had. I I feel more confident in giving Joe Douglas a second swing at a quarterback than I do of any GM we've ever had. When I look at his trades, when I look at his free agent acquisitions, when I look at his draft picks and and, and the ways handled certain aspects of his job through his tenure here, He absolutely in my mind deserves the extension. You have to hit on the quarterback, but if you're hitting on everything else, like I'd rather hit, Oh, I don't want to say I'd rather hit on everything else, but I'd rather that guy be in the building and us trade a boatload of draft picks for a proven player, like a proven quarterback, because then you can surround that proven quarterback with the draft picks, with the undrafted free agents, with the guys on waivers, guys like John Franklin Myers, guys like Quincy Williams, like these players that, that have been coming in with Joe Douglas, uh, Bryce Huff, un, uh, undrafted free agent. Like Douglas is good at identifying talent. The quarterback is kind of the the weird, tricky one. Matt, how do you feel? You given giving uh, J.D. an extension as
1: of right now? Doesn't he still have a lot of years left on his deal? He was given a six-year deal. I think deal he's got the, two originally. after this two. year. I'm
0: pretty sure. Cause two after he, this year, right? I think yeah. so. I think he signed a six-year deal. This is his second with Salah, and he had one with Gase. Yeah, so I, think, I don't... Then? One, you so maybe he has three.
1: Maybe. Yeah, I, yeah, I think we're still a little, early. I, li- I like him. I don't want this to turn into Matt is anti. I just don't think now like we need to have this conversation mm-hmm. when there's three more years left on his deal. But I don't think you go into letting him go into his last year of the deal. You can mm-hmm. get an extension done before you know he becomes a sitting duck, but um, there's still a lot of time before you have to worry about that. Greenbean, how you feeling about JD right now?
0: <clears throat> like, uh, again, I'm with Matt
2: on some, you know, on, on some level, like, I don't know if really we're, you know, talking about this right now, you know what I mean? But I mean, but it's not the end of the world, right? So I think if you could um, keep Joe Douglas here until he wants to retire, like one of those situations, like, for example, like how Ozzie Newsom was just the Ra- mm. the Ravens GM for, he was, t- he, and if he still wanted to be there, he'd still be there. Like that kind of a thing. And look, you can he's only won two Super Bowls. You know what I mean, he just he built a team that was respectful, talented, competitive every year, you know? So Joe Douglas, while he's nowhere near that yet, because he hasn't had that much time, I look at him in a similar vein. And I think he's done enough for me that even if he were to have like a year where everything goes to shit, like even if he did that. I still think he's proven that he knows how to do this. He knows in many respects who to pick. He knows how to get value. His contracts, not one contract he signed is going to come back to bite us in the ass. None. So I think uh, Joe Douglas is an exceptional GM. And I think uh, I would like to see him here as long as possible. That said, he does have two or three years left. So I don't know. Woody and, and Chris have done that before extending guys two more years before, like McCagnan's a good example, uh, mm-hmm. before they needed to, and then they had to just pay him while he was gone. So I don't know how anxious they're going to be to do that, but I think as soon as it comes up, legitimately, they're going to try to keep him here forever, and they should.
0: City Bert says, Geno is so far the best quarterback we've drafted the last 10 years. You're not wrong. He's having a hell of a season. Maybe we just got to wait 10 years for Zach Wilson to turn it around. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it's 10 years. He's 32. Like Maybe that's, is that how long it takes to develop a quarterback? Or maybe he's just got an amazing set of wide receivers. Maybe that's what we needed with Gino. We didn't get to see (sighs) Gino the 2015 year. Like, that's what kills me. Like, maybe, maybe that was it. And
2: they built the team for him.
0: They did. Yeah.
2: That was his team. You know, they got Brandon Marshall, Chris Ivory, uh, you know, Eric Decker. The offensive line was still intact. Like, they did all that for mm-hmm. Geno. He was their quarterback.
0: He's just an idiot.
2: Yeah. You know? How many and times did you had watch had him had run chance. out of
0: bounds behind the line of scrimmage? Too many oh, times. Oh, my God.
2: Yeah. but Zach remember, i done like, a few
0: times. And it's, it's getting me pulling my hair out. Well, Fitzpatrick uh, and, yeah.
2: got hurt. Fitzpatrick yeah. got hurt in the middle of that season. And Geno came in, mm-hmm. looked shaky, and then got hurt. So it's yeah. like, you know, yeah, you ACL, right? something. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do? Like, look, if Jets fans, it's so funny. The guys who bring up, and I'm not saying that city city is doing that, but yeah. it's funny because pe- people have more than a couple have brought up to me. We gave up on Gino and it's like, mm. dude, we're literally discussing like Matt just said, it's game 18 and we are literally discussing giving up on this kid. <laughs> And you're telling me you were going to wait nine more years for Gino? Like, who the fuck are you? Get? Who are we, man? Is this the Twilight Zone? Is that where we are? It doesn't make know.
1: any sense, Green Bean. None. It's breaking my brain. I'm broken. Oh, uh, here's another one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Fellas, let's do it. Strevler starting that now. Ha. Oh, God. I When they brought up Strevler, I thought for sure, I was like, they're going to allow Strevler to run the ball. The way yeah. Fields ran the ball, and they're going to let yeah. him take the shots, and like that's a great decision, absolute smart move. Catch Belichick off guard the day before, and then he's inactive. Like
2: oh, I know it made no sense. I mean, the only thing I can think of is that they had a sneaking suspicion somebody was going to grab him or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, I don't know what. What is it, Matt? What What were they doing there? I I don't know.
1: What is that? I don't know. It doesn't <laughs> make. I answer. wish I had a good that answer that? No for you. Clue. I, I don't know i some kind of tomfoolery i suppose that's (laughs) 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 that's
0: great anthony says what up guys loving the content time to see what this team is made of this week yeah this is a big game for the jets bounce back game how does the defense respond to a vicious vicious offensive opponent in the buffalo bills uh we're gonna find out what we're made of this to me is the jets I don't want to say real first test, but this is by far the best team we're seeing across the board. Like if you want to talk about the quarterback quality we have faced so far, Lamar Jackson, top five, top 10 quarterback, but we played him in the rain. So we didn't really get him at full strength. Uh, You know, then you have Brissett, and then you have Burrow. Burrow did have a, a good game against us. Um, then you have Trubisky and Pickett, and then it's the third string quarterback for the Dolphins and the backup for the Broncos, and you know Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers. on a short week coming from London. Bum thumb, like they're like Allen is at the top of his game right now, and we're going to find out what this Jets defense is is you know built for because I do think this defense is built for going up against the Bills. Bill Parcells always said it: you got to get out of your division first, win games in your division. Buffalo is who we got to beat. We don't got to worry about the rest of the AFC. Buffalo is the team we got to
1: take care of. Um, so yeah, big week for this team. Matt, any thoughts? Amen. I hope to see this pass rush get after him because man, did they look good against New England this past week? They Dude, were. They were getting pretty nasty.
0: Six sacks. And you
1: Quinton, just look. good, Carl Lawson. Good. Sorry. Go ahead, yep. TV. No, no, no. I, I cut you. Off, so please go ahead. No, it's just the with that defensive line playing the way that they are right now. They could go up against just about anybody. It's really going to be up to the offense, I think.
2: Yeah. And it's like, you look, I mean, this is what I'm saying about like how attainable the game was. Like you look at all the pressure we had and the really stout cornerback play. And you look at what Mac Jones did. He threw a buck 90, whatever it was. That's all we needed was the to be able to hit that. Like he just, he hit the tight ends. He hit his running backs every now and then. He'd hit Jacoby Myers, you know, when he's streaking across the middle. But it was just like all they asked him to do was just: we're going to have guys open, throw them the ball, okay? Just throw that guy. He's going to be right. He's going to be a full step ahead of this other. Just get him the ball, and they were able to do that even amidst all the pressure and all the and the cornerbacks and everything. And that's that's all we need Zach to do: just throw the ball to that guy. He's gonna be open to throw it to him. little little throw, you know. And Mac Jones, you know, as as much as we say shit about him, the truth is, is that that's all Zach needed to be was mm-hmm. Mac Jones,
0: and we win that game. Thomas Cahill says you gotta stick with Zach for now, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't draft another prospect. I'm not drafting another prospect. Like I, I would wait like for next year. If you're not sure what you have in Zach, you roll with him into the year with. Competition, whether that be Tannehill, whether that be Jimmy G, whether it be someone, it's it's gotta be someone that could play top, let's call it 20 football. Um, but something that pushes Zach and Zach needs to win. And if Zach can't win, Zach's not the guy. Like that's fine. I think after that point, then I would invest in a quarterback. I don't I think you have to decide what you have in Zach before investing in the the uh young rookie quarterback. I want to have a vet in place. Matt, you with me on this one?
1: Yeah, I mean, what, are you going to use a, what, are we talking a first-rounder on a court? Is that what we mean by another prospect? Because that, Maybe, that's I mean, nice. yeah, I would say first or second. Like, would you
0: still spend it, would you spend a second-round pick on a quarterback this year with Zach on the roster? I wouldn't. No, no, hell no.
1: Uh, I, there's other positions that I would like to attack and try to make this team better. I think it, you're either, either in on it or you're out. You're not taking a half-measure. Right,
2: right, right. Well said. Half-assed, that gets you nowhere. It's Mm -hmm. like there's another thing we say in AA. Half measures availed us nothing. You don't get half. You get nothing. I want to remind everybody that um, the year that Elijah Moore was drafted, at pick uh, 32, 33. uh, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa was also drafted (laughs) at 52, um, and that was another guy I really wanted Uh,
0: Thomas Cahill is saying (laughs) third round. So, so, so third round is where he's talking about taking a prospect. I'm saying, no, I'm not, I'm not bringing in another prospect until I know what I have in Zach. And, and because of the reasons I said, I want to go with a, uh, a veteran quarterback. I don't think, I think once you bring a rookie quarterback in, you're pulling away assets that could help your current rookie or current young quarterback. Um, and you're also creating some divisiveness in the locker room. So I'm, I'm out on even the third round pick, Matt, you still out, even if it's a third round pick. Yes, Green. are you out on taking a quarterback in the top three rounds?
2: Not, not the third. And but like, if we brought, like, if we, if we decide Zach's not the guy, and we move and we bring in a Jimmy G, or maybe I don't know how you guys would feel about Ryan Tannehill. I would puke. But if that was the guy, <laughs> but even if we do that, then bringing in using a third round pick to like have that young guy you didn't use a first or second, but is still you know lots of great quarterbacks kind of slipped to that third round Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson. It's all kinds of guys. So I think while I wouldn't want to, you know what I mean? I wouldn't want cause third round is still pretty sweet. Um, but I think bringing in a Jimmy G and using a third on a quarterback, uh, could really be a good plan. If the Zach Wilson
0: thing didn't work out. Kevin C says Zach Wilson is consistently one of the worst quarterbacks in the league and the jets have, uh, A stats bad passing game. Bench Zach, but uh, number, but 23 starter is up for grabs. I'm confused what that means. But number,
1: oh, Bench Zach, no,
0: but 23 starter is up for grabs. Twenty three, I don't know what the hell that means. Oh, 2023 starter is up for grabs. I think that's what he's saying. Right? Okay.
1: Yeah. Another one that broke my brain.
0: I don't know. Cool. No, I'm on board, Kevin. (laughs) Completely agree. Completely agree with that one. Uh, city bird comes in and says, play out a scenario where we are happy and lose to the bills. For me, I am happy. If we make a boneheaded decision on defense and LaMarcus Joyner loses us the game. Zach Wilson has 300 plus yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Um, I'm okay with that type of performance as long as it's not a bunch of production and garbage time. But I'm fine with a player who should not be here long term loses us the game. That's my, my happy situation in a loss to the Bills. Matt, what's your happy loss to the Bills?
1: Offense and the young quarterback looks good, but the defense can't contain the firepower of the Bills. Pretty much the same scenario laid out. Green being you the same way?
2: Yeah, it depends on your goals. If you really want to see Zach Wilson's uh, demise escalated, you want to see a four-interception day. Uh, but uh, I think what would make me happy, if it's not going to be a victory, I think very similar to what Matt said. We look good. We're in the game, but we're clearly outclassed. Third, you know, into the third, fourth quarter, they start to just let us know that, and we can't, we can't hang. Like, that's kind of the way I think it should be. Like we're not there, so we can't hang the full game. But I'd like to see a really good showing, aggressive, you know, fucking hard hitting, making them know we're here and letting them know next time it's going to be a little different. We're on our way. That's the kind of game I'd like to see.
0: Yeah, I kind of like even if the Jets, let's say our defense shuts Allen down and we wind up losing by a field goal. It's a a relatively low scoring game, like 20 points. Um, And Zach looks bad. Like that like even I would much rather get blown up by Josh Allen and Zach look good than our defense look stout and Zach look bad too. Yeah, that's that that's a problem. That's <laughs> yeah, a problem. Yeah, like the, the quarterback's the bigger concern for me than the defense at this point. Yep. Um all right. So I want to talk a little trade deadline stuff. Uh now Joe Douglas did have a meeting with the press today. This is what he had to say about Elijah Moore at the deadline. Yeah, did you give any consideration to trading Elijah or was that just not going to happen?
1: Look, we we had some calls, but at the end of the day, like Robert said, um Elijah's always going to be was always going to be a New York Jet. So
0: Elijah Moore was always going to be a New York Jet. Um lots of stuff to get into. Obviously, Elijah Moore did not get traded. Asked for the the uh the trade a week and a half ago or so now. Um so Matt, I want to get your thoughts. How do you feel about Joe Douglas not trading Elijah Moore? Um do you think we we actively tried to I guess give me give me your thoughts on the whole situation surrounding Elijah.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I don't think they actively tried to trade him, but I think they would answer calls and see if, if someone was going to give them a package that just absolutely blew blew them away, then maybe they would have decided to move on from him. but they, they liked him. This is Robert Silo was here when he was drafted. LaFleur was here when he was drafted Douglas too. So like all everyone who's involved here really liked the guy and they wanted him. And it's unbelievably frustrating that, uh, you know he's so frustrated and so vocal right now but they want him here they see him as a part of this team's future and if that's the case we talked about half measures just uh just a couple minutes ago if you're keeping him around then let's use him let's get right. him involved you know as we said a million times get him throw him a slant throw him a screen he scored a touchdown on an end around last year does he have a rush this year yet uh maybe i alone. don't remember <laughs> Right. Not not, not that it's ringing a bell. I feel like I remember
2: one like week one or two. I feel like I do, but maybe not. You know what I mean? But
1: like, that's the point. We can't, we can't even pull it out, but the guy scored a touchdown on it last year. He should be getting like one of those designed touches, whether it be a screen, an end around something once a game. Yeah. The Elijah Moore thing to me, I believe because we had that
0: dialogue with Kansas City surrounding Tyreek Hill, I think there is, you know, there was something to the Jets trying to raise that price for Miami um i do think the third and a fifth round pick were probably on the table for the new york jets so i guess uh before i go over to green bean matt a third and a fifth would you have taken that for elijah Moore if the same opportunity was there for the new york jets to send him to kansas city now that third round pick is a compensation third round pick so it's at the end of the third round anyway but i mean kansas city highly winning team probably gonna be at the end of the third round regardless
1: yeah. I don't think I'm taking a, a deal like that from, from Kansas city. No. Greenby. And what, what about you? How are you
0: feeling about the whole Elijah Moore situation? And do you think there's any, uh, would you have taken a third and a fifth from Kansas city to do the same deal mm-hmm. that they got for Kadarius Tony?
2: No, no, I, I wouldn't have taken a third and a fifth. Like, again, he's got two and a half years. The, the great thing about him is, is that like, obviously he's talented. We saw it last year. Like he didn't, get old he didn't lose he didn't get you know it's like there's nothing there of concern you already know what he is he was a top five receiver for a I think five six games of a stretch last year um he's just clearly not you know we're not able to use him in the offense so the fact that you're getting a receiver of that quality for no money for two and a half years I think that's incredibly beneficial. And one of the reasons we didn't want to get rid of them, honest to God, um, but I think a third and a fifth, I laugh at a third and a fifth. Ah, ah, you better be talking high second or first, or I'm not even concerned. You got to make me want to trade them. You know what I mean? That's how I look at it. I'm not looking to trade them. You have to make me want to. And a third and a fifth doesn't make me want to do shit.
0: Yeah, for me, this is Joe Douglas realizing trading Elijah Moore now is trading him at a low point with Jamal Adams. He was always going to get traded after the really good sack season with us because there was nowhere else for his value to go at this point. Yes. At this point, Joe Douglas is going to wait on Elijah Moore. He's going to hope he balls out towards the end of this year, and then we will reevaluate as we get closer to free agency, as we get co- closer to the draft, I'm not sold. Elijah Moore's is going to be here next year, but I do think that they want to get him involved because it helps Elijah Moore get more money. It helps Joe Douglas get more assets back in a trade. And it doesn't do us any good. If a second round wide receiver is not producing on the field. So like, I do think uh, there's some options kind of moving forward here Um, for me. Looking at the other stuff we've done, we sent uh, Jacob Martin to the Broncos. We move up from the fifth round in 2024 to the fourth round in 2024. Matt, how are you feeling about the Jacob Martin
1: trade? Uh, I love it because I think it opens up opportunities for guys like Bryce Huff, for guys like Jermaine Johnson when he comes back, and Michael Clemens. Um, And even like, I know he's a veteran, but Vinnie Curry has been pretty damn good when he's played so far this Mm -hmm. year. So uh, they took someone who really was probably at when guys start coming back to be healthy, he's probably going to be a healthy scratch at some point. Mm-hmm. And they essentially said, all right, we'll give you away and we'll move up around because yeah. they turned, they essentially turned a fifth round pick into a fourth round pick. So um, I love it. I think it was a very wise decision. Cream Bean, your thoughts on the Jacob Martin trade.
2: I feel exactly the same way Matt does. And, and I'll add to it for whatever reason, and it's funny. I just put a video out on this. I'm kind of giving you the video,
0: right? I no, you got to go there. over and see the video as yeah. well. You got to hit the like button. You
2: want to see me really talk about it? You got. But um, I think for whatever reason, this staff doesn't know how to um, keep someone on the bench if they're on the defensive line rotation. Like they feel they have to play them. They have to. So Martin was getting anywhere from like 18 to 25 percent of the snaps. Any at any you know any given week. I think getting him out of the damn room so they don't have to feel like oh we got to get Jacob in there. Mm-hmm. It's not that he's a bad player, but Vinnie Curry and he's on the bottom of it has shown more impact, more capability. Mm-hmm. Michael Clemens, Bryce Huff, who's you know really going to take most of it, I think. Jermaine Johnson, all of those guys deserve to eat a portion of Jacob Martin's uh, percentage time. And I think it's going to bode well for us. We all had high hopes for him, but it's just not, he's not in pay. He has a sack and a half, a few tackles. But the other thing is Joe Douglas gets $6 million back. Uh, I think it's 4 million this year, 6 million next year. I I might have that wrong, but um, that's
0: big. Mm -hmm. That's big. I think dead cap wise, we have 1.8 for this year and 3.5 for next year, I think is what it is. And the Jets do save probably a little bit. I would think next year. Uh, on this, and the Broncos get a guy that's signed for two more years. I think, like Matt said, freeing up snaps and opportunities for other players, most namely Jermaine Johnson, Bryce Huff, Michael Clemens, that's what I want to see. Like for me, Vinny Curry comes in when the young guys are not ready to go. Uh, and Martin, for me, like Matt said, going to be a healthy scratch. Flip him, move up around, love it. No, uh, no, you know, ill feelings towards Jacob Martin. The Jets basically bought. A a increase in around one year from now, so I, I think that was uh pretty interesting. Thomas Cahill dropped in. Uh, he says, "I think Mims has played his way back onto the team." Yeah, I, I think he has allowed us the opportunity to see what happens with him the rest of the year, especially with the injury to Corey Davis, because you're trying to probably figure out: Do you cut Corey Davis at the end of the year? Um, or do you retain him on, I think it's a $13 million contract. And right now, I'm saying I'm retaining him because of his chemistry with Zach Wilson. Um, now, if Denzel Mims decides to show out, for me, especially with the Elijah Moore thing that's come up, Denzel Mims is on this team <laughs> next year. Like I'm not I'm not trying to move on from, from Elijah Moore and Denzel Mims at the same time. Matt, your thoughts on Mims playing his way back on to the team?
1: Yeah, I mean, look, I, we mentioned it a little bit earlier with Denzel Mims. There's never a talent thing, and I, I love the way that he's playing football right now. And I think with Corey Davis out, this is the perfect time for him. And I think ideally you want him around here for, for the future. Um, Corey Davis isn't going to be here forever. He has one more year on his deal after this and you know, who knows maybe they don't resign him and they go with uh, a, a little Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Denzel Mims and Braxton Barrios as the future wide receiver core. I don't think anyone would really complain about that. Greenby and his Mims playing his
0: way back on to the team.
2: Well, I think he's, he's making a case, you know, again, I think it's not, it's not so much like, you know, taking Moore's role or anything like that, where his comp, his direct competition to me is Jeff Smith is his value. uh, No, Jeff Smith. That is, is his value Hmm. to Boyer so much, so great that we don't get to see that type of potential. Like, he can break it. Denzel Mims gets yak. If it's a one-yard pass, like in Denver, and turning it into a four-yard pass, if it's an eight-yard pass and he turns into a 15, or if it's a 15-yard pass that turns into a 68-yard pass, whatever. That's what he does. That's it. You know what I mean? So uh, I think he's making a case I would like nothing more than to see that because you guys know I am a strong proponent of Denzel Mims' Uh being an incre you know, there's an incredible value to this team. And again, I think it's really it's it's alarming that LaFleur can't figure out how to use this guy. And, and then you add to it now, Elijah Moore. Like something's wrong, man.
0: Something's up. And uh, I think Denzel Mims should be out there. Uh loading man says, I really wanted more to get more targets last game. Yes, of course, we did too. He was only on there for 10 snaps. I think he may have gotten two looks, if that. Um, Really uh, kind of disappointing stuff feels, not going to lie, feels a little petty. Um, There was some other trade news that happened. I want to hear your guys' thoughts on this. Bradley Chubb gets traded from Denver to Miami. The Jets were rumored to be in on this trade. Um, You guys know how I feel on this. I did not think this made any sort of sense whatsoever for the New York Jets. But the Broncos do trade him to our division rival. They receive Chase Edmonds, a 2023 first, and a 2024 fourth. And they give away Bradley Chubb and a 2025 fifth-round pick. Now, I'm not going to lie. I don't want Bradley Chubb in this division. It sucks. It has made our lives harder. But I did not want to trade for Bradley Chubb. I did not want to give up our pick 16 through 22, whatever that was going to wind up being, for an edge rusher that has been injured, that only has a sack and a half more than Carl Lawson. Carl Lawson's going to be way cheaper next year. Um, I would not have agreed with this because with Bradley Chubb, you have to pay him like a $100 million contract or something really beefy to keep him on the team because he's only signed through the end of this year. And the Dolphins right now, as far as I know, have not extended him. Now, I know they said they are going to extend him, but if you give Bradley Chubb a $100 million contract – What are you going to tell Quentin Williams? A homegrown talent on your team. Oh, sorry. I don't know where all the money went. It's all gone. Oh, and we don't have a first-round pick to get you a tackle, Zach Wilson. Like, that would have made absolutely no sense to me. But I am upset that Bradley Chubb is in our division. Matt, your thoughts on the Bradley Chubb trade for the Dolphins?
1: Yeah, I get, like, they're trying to go all in right now. And uh, I get that. And kudos to to them. Um, I would be a little bit worried about his health. There have been a few Mm -hmm. times twice already in his career where he has missed significant time due to injury. Now this year he's been phenomenal. He does have a pro bowl under his belt, but um, I definitely think injuries are, uh, are are a concern and you gave up a lot to get him. Green bean. What are your
0: thoughts on the Bradley Chubb acquisition for the Miami dolphins?
2: Yeah, I, I agree, man. It's like, on one hand, I did not want to give up our first, or, or even a second. I don't want to. Our, you know, for a guy who happens to be an, in, playing a position which is our strength. You know I mean, we have Jermaine Johnson. We got Carl Lawson. We got Michael Clemens. You know, we have Bryce Huff. Now, you can make the argument Bradley Chubb might be better than all of them. I don't know. I mean, I don't necessarily feel that way. Um, and again, like you said, Ryan, you bring him on. He's gonna cost a whole bunch of money. You give away your first round pick, and it just changes everything. But at the same time, I'm really not happy that the Dolphins got him. You know what I mean? Like, and dude, when you look at who they got for their, you know, they've been trading picks, trading yep. picks. They started with Tunsil. They were doing. I'll show you real quick. I have just a graphic. I'll just look at it.
1: So yeah. the
2: Trey Lance trade alone, they turned into Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, and now Bradley Chubb. Just from a little trade back. We got Zach Wilson, so you know they got Trey Lance, you know. But like that's the kind of value they're able to take that and parlay it into actual impact players. And they lose Chase Edmonds, didn't they? Got they got Jeff Willis today too. They traded for Jeff Willis. Um, So I think Uh, Jeff Wilson. Wilson, right? Right? right. Uh, They are they are really doing a good job of extending the value of the tonsil trade in that. And uh, just, I mean, look there, it's impressive. I've loved what Joe Douglas has done. Uh, I think he's done more, you know, really he played, he played his hands very well, but what Miami's doing is even a step up from that. And then you look at the players they are getting, they're actually working like they're actually good. And it's alarming, man. You know, I would really not, I'd prefer Bradley Chubb wasn't added to their defensive line especially now that ABT's out and everything else when we play them next time. But like Matt said, they're going all in, man. That's what they're trying to do.
0: Yeah, so Miami does not have a first-round pick this next year. They have traded it for Bradley Chubb, and they lost the other one because they were tampering with Tom Brady and Drew Brees, which is crazy to me to realize that, like, Tom Brady, who is under contract with the Buccaneers, has no repercussions for, like tampering like he, he's equally yeah. <laughs> like there man, with the Dolphins the man. Dolphins lose the pick which great I'm, I'm all for but how does Brady not get you know any kind of suspension or fine or anything like there's for for players there's no negative to talk to another team while you're under contract with another team don't know
1: yeah I was hey, gonna I say Matt you.
0: <laughs> you look like you want to say something you're like no, that's
1: right I, I'm just that's, shrugging because I, I don't know I don't know <laughs> you got me <laughs> Uh I don't know. Uh, Hennessy drops
0: in, says, MetLife is sold out this Sunday. We got over 50% Bills fans, but hey, maybe if it feels like an away game, we can win. Oh, yeah, we're going to launch fireworks an hour beforehand to get people into the stadium to disrupt this uh, new center for the Patriots. And then we're not going to do anything. (laughs) You, you get to come and watch the Jets get thumped earlier. You can end your tailgate. The best part of Jet home games right now. <laughs> the Jets have been un, it been incredible on the road. The home games, not so much. You
2: know what, the, I I heard that it was, I mean, the first quarter was really good. And there, I heard the whole second
0: half was like really quiet. I don't know how true that is. Dude, it took the wind out of our sails on uh, on the JFM penalty. That was like, that was the dagger. That's- that killed us. That's all it
2: takes for us? I mean, that's kind of shitty. And again, I wasn't well, there. Well, because then
0: Zach had the interceptions right after. So we didn't have yeah. a chance to get excited after that. Like, everyone was loud. Every time he's like, oh, it's second down. Oh, it's third down. Like, everyone's getting loud. And it's like, you saw the six sacks by the d- Jet defense. Like, we were getting pressure on that offensive line. Just yeah, we're I don't down
2: know. by three. We're down by six. Like, that's when they need us. They need us to do. That's what we got to be like. Ah, oh, we got to do this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you gotta do that. Oh. Yeah,
0: did you try it? Did you try uh, my trip? I did not. I forgot uh. about it. Uh. That is fantastic, though. It's new. Uh, it's, new. Uh, it's new. The NY bully comes in, says, I understand the frustration with Zach Wilson, but let's remember that he's one of ours and allow him at least a full season before we give a fair evaluation. He has to watch film until he knows everything about this system. At some point, I would like to see us try to mask the deficiencies that Zach Wilson has. And I know that's what we tried to do with the running game and limiting his throws, but that's not the way I want to see us do it. I would like to see us use a little bit of the RPO, use some of the things that Zach Wilson was really good at coming out of college, the improvising, get defenses on their heels, have them start running a little bit of the hurry up in the first quarter, in the second quarter, before the two-minute warning, and allow him to play with his instincts and allow players to kind of understand the defenders they're going against and and what may have just worked and allow these guys to run up to the line of scrimmage. Let him look at the whole defense beforehand. You don't have to snap the ball when you run up. You can use all 40 seconds, but at least if you get them in position, now he's looking at everyone else across the field. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would benefit Zach uh, a lot here. Um, I don't know. Green Bean. Are we evaluating zach wilson too soon
2: well i don't think i mean i think that's the process right we evaluate people that's you know now drawing a conclusion too soon yes i think we are but i will say even when you don't give up on someone or any situation you do start to get indicators right that Mm -hmm. either cause for concern uh you know uplift cause you to maybe try something you weren't gonna try so all those things I think are coming into play. Um, I think we're drawing conclusions too quick, but I do understand why people are. And I'll just say real quick, CPS617NYJ tried my deep voice trick and said, hey, you could talk the next day. So there you go. Ooh, <laughs> <all right. laughs> That's a win.
0: <laughs> there you go. right? There you go. I like it. Matt, are we evaluating Zach Wilson too soon?
1: I would, I would say 18 games to definitively say he's not the guy is too soon. Yes, I, I think it's not asking too much to say maybe like let's look at a 25 game sample size, which I think would be what he's at after he plays the 13 or 14 games this year.
0: I completely agree. Hennessy says MetLife is sold out this Sunday. Hold on. Did he send two of these? He did, <laughs> and that's okay. Oh, poor guy! You got him. I don't twice know if he's awesome. banged up or if he's just trying to drive the, the the point home. MetLife is sold out this Sunday. Got over fifty percent Bills fans, but hey, maybe it'll feel like an away game we can win. Uh, yeah, man, it sucks watching the uh, the Jets just sell their tickets. The fans sell their tickets. To the opposing team. Like that's this brutal. week was a huge game for Jet fans, and there was a shit ton of Patriot fans at the stadium. Like yeah. when there was a bad play for the Jets and I'm sitting there and I hear, ah, and there's cheering. And I'm like, well, did I totally miss a fumble or like something that yeah. happened after this terrible play? Because it sounds like the home team is winning right now. And it's clearly not. I know it's
2: bullshit. I, I listened to a guy, I forget where it was, man, but he said, I had to, t- I got more than face value. And it's like, mm-hmm. why the fuck do you buy the tickets? Then? Like, I don't understand. Like yeah. when I was a season ticket holder, I went to every single game or else and then when i couldn't when i was only able to make two games a year i Mm -hmm. didn't want i didn't have season tickets i just went to two games like why are we doing that like i know when we suck i can uh, i can understand i can it's a pain in the ass whole thing but if you're buying season tickets why you just so you make 50 bucks a ticket who gives a shit what is that
0: I think some of it is the fans that got uh, suckered into the PSL. I think some of them are stuck Mm. where they don't want to give up their season tickets because they do love the Jets. But now they, you know, are in it. (laughs) Basically, they have to give up their season tickets and they'll never get back the seats they had. I I think that's probably where some of the issues stem from. Mm -hmm. Just sucks. Owners want A little bit more money from our fan base at the expense of having the away team's fans in our stadium yeah it's tough silly adam s says should we bring back john beck for zach yeah i don't understand why he's not on the sideline right now like why not bring his off-season quarterback coach into the fold i thought that was going to be a staple moving forward um i think at the bye week if zach wilson has another bad week maybe that's something they strongly consider uh maybe it's something zach recommends to this staff overall Greenbean, you want to see john beck back
2: I would. I mean, I mean, last year we even had Kavanaugh. I mean, that was a thing that they did consciously this year. They mm-hmm. wanted less voices in the room, right? That's what they thought was best. And don't forget something else to, to consider. Uh, the Jets are not allowed to actively coach and communicate with their players in the offseason, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: They they let John Beck go so Zach could continue to work with him. There may be some sort of barrier like, you know, like, like all right, a certain man, week like, of the
0: season, maybe well, that right. it could be and, come back.
2: Yeah. And like, maybe they look at it like the NFL's like, okay, dude, you can't hire him during the season, fire him. So Zach could work with them, hire him in the season. Like, I'm sure there's probably a limit to that. I don't know what it is. Maybe somebody out there can find it. Maybe Hebrew polymath or, or Gilbert farmer. Maybe you guys can look that up for us and, uh, and figure that out, but I don't know it, but I think it's probably, that's probably in the mix too. But I mean, I don't know what we think about Rob Calabrese. I mean, he's our quarterback coach. I don't know him and Lafleur. Uh, it looks like Zach's struggling, so I hope that
0: they can figure it out. Matt, you want to see John Beck back?
1: Um, I mean, if it'll help, sure. <laughs> um, looked good last year. I don't know. I don't like the idea of being like, "Oh shit, hit the fan." Let's bring, let's bring him back. And then, like, if you what do you do again next year? Like, he struggles through three games and it's all. Let's get John Beck back on the horn and get him on the payroll yes. again. It's not my money.
0: (laughs) Screw Woody. Sorry, dude. Use your money. Make our quarterback good. I'm all about it. Mm -hmm. Fair. Uh, Raymond, thank you for the $2 super chat. Uh, Who else we got? Knob Craft. Knob Craft comes in and says, Zach and LaFleur seem to both be in a serious mismatch for each other's capabilities. Mike can't effectively utilize his talent in the game plan, and Zach is flatly incapable Ooh, sorry, uh, flatly incapable of making his reads. Uh, Matt, do you think there's an issue with the offensive coordinator and the quarterback, and is there a solution? Because I think it's weird to... Like, for me, I have a hard time believing Robert Sala is going to fire his best man's brother. Like, they are close friends. Like, I I feel like LaFleur almost sucks. goes out with Sala. Um. Mm-hmm. And I d I don't even think LaFleur is the problem, I'll be honest. I think Zach Wilson is more the problem than LaFleur is based on the other quarterbacks that have had success with us. Um so uh, maybe an odd question, but how are you feeling, Matt?
1: Yeah, I don't I, I don't I don't know. I, I don't I think they obviously need to get on the same page and there's some sort of disconnect here, but I think both are to blame in some aspects. Like Zach does some really dumb things. And I think he like regret his footwork completely regresses when he gets under pressure and he panics. Uh, But then also LaFleur doesn't put him in good situations sometimes because he's not giving him those easy completions or he gives up on the run too early. So I think it's a mix of both. Green what about you? How do you feel about the mismatch
0: that maybe is happening with LaFleur and Zach Wilson? And is one, uh, easier to correct than the other, or, or I guess, how do you feel on the situation overall? Yeah. You know, look
2: like here's, here's how I really view it. I think Michael LaFleur is still an inexperienced guy, right? He's young man. And he's, this is his, just like, you know, we talk about Zach being early in his second year. Like we say the same thing is true with Michael LaFleur, right? We have mm-hmm. seen that he is a very intelligent offensive mind. And we have also seen him scheme guys open. Uh, where they weren't, Zach wasn't able to find him, or even Flacco, right? We saw it. We saw Elijah Moore. We saw Garrett Wilson. There was lots of that going on. So his plays are working. But that said, I do not believe that he is all that good so far of factoring in Zach's development. Just like last year, they gave him the entire book. Instead of like, you know, bringing him up. Like, I believe in that. Like, small bites. You know what I mean? Like, you know, get him you get 30% of the playbook, you know, and he knows it inside now and, and like, and build on it. They just gave it all to him at first. And I mean, at, at once, and we saw his head spinning. Yeah, you know, we saw it last year. You could tell he's fucking lost. And I think that there could be a better job right now of like factoring that in, like with the game plan, just like we're talking about in the, in, like, First tier is how about less five and seven step drops to start the game? How about that? Can we just like kind of get the guy into a rhythm? And people have said to me, you shouldn't have to do that for an NFL quarterback. Oh, I agree. I agree. But if you do, you got to fucking own it and do that. You know what I'm saying? And that's where, so I think there's a lot going both ways, but I do hang my hat on the fact that he can't figure out how to fucking use Denzel Mims and Elijah Moore in the offense is bad. Like, there's something else there. I don't know what it is, uh, but I don't like it. And it's it's just it's very concerning to me. Even if Zach was playing lights out, we wouldn't have seen Mims for the first until Corey Davis was out anyway. And then Elijah Moore, obviously, is really complaining. And in many ways, he's complaining about Zach, but it's also LaFleur.
0: Uh, Kevin C says, never hire family or friends. Sal, I didn't get that. Sal hired a family friend, but I don't think that's necessarily fair because I think hiring the passing game coordinator of one of the best offensive young minds in the league, uh, is a smart decision. I, I, I do think people thought LaFleur was a really good option for the Jets. And I think that McDaniel down in Miami was the only other option. And, you know, maybe if there's some type of hindsight and you knew you're getting Brees Hall and you're going to run the ball a lot, like yeah, maybe McDaniel is, is a different direction you go, but I'm, I'm not upset with LaFleur at all. And I think it's not necessarily a family issue with, with Sal. I think it was just a smart hire, uh, Matt, your thoughts on LaFleur and maybe the family aspect.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't get that one. Um, I, I I'm not going to lie to you. I, I I don't get that one because you, they work together in San Francisco. You're going to hire the people mm-hmm. that you're comfortable with. You're going to come up with the same guys. You're cut from the mm-hmm. same cloth. Like it just makes too much sense. I think, um, I think what's his name? McDaniel was really Shanahan's guy and salad yeah. didn't want to take him away. So he said, all right, I'll, I'm comfortable with Mike. So let's, let's do that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. It, it, it made sense, but, um, yeah, I don't really, I didn't really look at it this way. Like you can't hire a, a friend or something.
0: Greenbean, what did you feel about the, uh, the family and friends aspect maybe of the, the Sal LaFleur relationship?
2: Yeah, I think, right. Like Matt and you, you know, you're saying it correctly. Like I, that's at least from my perspective, like it's not like he just went into Matt LaFleur's house and said, Hey, I'll hire you, your little brother. He was working with him. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. were together for years in San Francisco and, uh, clearly Kyle Shanahan likes Mike LaFleur. He brought, he, he brought him with him for three straight teams. So there's something there and there's talent. Like, look, as I can complain about any one aspect, uh, of LaFleur in particular, but it's like, you know, it doesn't mean I don't think he's talented. It's like, we can complain about, or just discuss, uh, concerns while still believing the guy is an impressive and talented person. So I think, there's legitimate reason to, you know, that for Sala to have brought him. Now, Ulbricht is interesting because that's his buddy going back to, I believe, Jacksonville, all the way back mm-hmm. to Jacksonville and and Seattle, if I remember correctly. Um, and Ulbricht really hasn't done anything, right? A little bit. He had that interim
0: thing. He's only got the then, number one defense in the league. Greenby, what the hell are no. you talking about? <laughs> Where the I defense mean, looks yeah, fantastic. So I'm
2: just we're t- well, I'm not we're talking about if we think it's a concern that he hired family and friends, are we not?
0: Uh, Am I not? not allowed to
2: talk about Old brick? No, go talk about it. <laughs> Jesus, talk about I'll tell you what, man. What a fucking, you know, two weeks in a row, Old brick does. it's like three weeks ago, we were literally ready to chop his head off, right? We were. I mean three, maybe four weeks ago. It's like, yeah, I'm happy. I'm ha- But the concern that he's hiring family and friends, I think is legitimate when there's uh, bad times and guys legitimately should be fired. I don't know if he'll be able to do that because of that. And it is concerning. Um, but again, I think, especially with LaFleur, there's a legitimate reason that he hired him. Ulbricht is the fishy one for me. Hopefully he keeps up with this number one defense shit. Uh, you know, I, I, then we don't have to ever contemplate that type of a thing. But I do think whenever you hire family and friends, it is a concern for those reasons.
0: Yeah. And I think it's more so sort of where green bean was saying, right? Like I I understand I would not want to hire family or friends. It depends on the context of the job and it depends on the context of the friend. Like I would hire a coworker that I consider my friend from a previous uh, job in a new job that I thought they were well-suited for. Like, that, to me, makes sense. When you're bringing in guys that are your family and friends, but you did not work for them, that, I feel like, is the the difference here, uh, Kevin C. So I I understand where you're coming from, but just this doesn't feel like that apples to apples. It's like an apples to oranges comparison here. Uh, Andrew says, Doomers, stop. Breeze in his third year, 11 touchdowns, 15 interceptions, 57% completion percentage. Then it clicked for him. Chill, be patient. Zach has all the talent you could hope for. Just give him time. It takes more time for quarterbacks. Facts. Yeah, for me, I look at Zach Wilson and I understand the metrics that people are concerned about. Like how many times has the 32nd ranked quarterback in a lot of different categories flipped the script and turned into a top five quarterback. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> like it doesn't happen frequently, but I do think that the eyeball test for Zach, the talent is clearly there. It's between the ears. It's understanding the offense. It's it's understanding everything you have to do as a quarterback, and realizing that the the mistakes or the the decisions that you make can be amplified based on the timing. Of said decision, um, so I'm not doom and gloom on Zach. I, I'm probably more patient, mm. and I think when you watch my recaps on stuff, you could probably feel that. Like there were some pretty scathing reviews across all sorts of social media on on Zach Wilson this week, and I'm I'm not quite there. I, I do think he lost us this past game, but I I consider the two first interceptions as good decisions, bad throws for whatever that's worth. Um, and then the third one, bad decision, bad throw. Um, so green bean, you think three years, we saw drew Brees have some struggles. He's a hall of fame quarterback. Um, does this change? Are we getting Sean Payton? Is that what you're, is that what Andrew's saying? Yeah. here?
2: Um, I mean, just to, I mean, I'll reiterate what you said too. Like I'm not out on Zach Wilson. I'm, I'm, I'm not. Like, you look at some of the plays that he pulled off, even this game, which I'm very unhappy with him, this game. I think it's him that lost it, right, Uh, for the most part. But there were some beautiful plays there. And, dude, the fact that he can escape that pressure, I hate that he runs backwards while doing it, and I don't like the the pirouettes, you know what I mean? I don't like that Mm -hmm. stuff. But it's still incredible what he's able to do. Uh, in that situation so i'm not out on zach i just feel like um it's there's a lot of concern you know what i mean There are they're real and there should be in my opinion some people are saying nope just a bad game fine i don't want to argue with that for me i feel like uh there's a there's a valid concern there and um you know look man i i understand you know fans uh, not being patient, you know, it's like, it's hard not to dump Zach on top of Sam and Gino and Hackenberg and Petty and Fitzpatrick and fucking Sanchez. It's hard not to do that because for us, it's been the whole time. It's just the same thing, a different face. And, and I totally understand it. I, I, I got to say, I'm probably among the top of people that are ready. I'm ready for a, a, just a winning team i am i'm not in a spurt i'm ready to actually have a good team with a good quarterback i am i'm ready i've i've waited i am good i am now ready for a good jets team but that said you know it's like i think we do need to give him a minute you give him the season that's it if, if for nothing else let's just go through the rest of the season with zach as our quarterback
0: Uh, guys, if you're just tuning in, make sure you hit that like button for every 25 likes we get. We're going to pick a t-shirt qualifier in our t-shirt giveaway at the end of the stream. Uh, and if you're listening after the fact, make sure you drop a like and a comment below this video to get entered into next week's t-shirt giveaway. Matt, I want your thoughts. Breeze, year three, 11 touchdowns, 15 interceptions, 57% completion percentage. Are we pulling the plug on Zach Wilson too early after this season?
1: Um... Yes, but I also don't like the comparisons back to the late '90s, early 2000s on these quarterbacks because uh, Be what one-
0: 2004 when Rivers was drafted, right? So 04, 05 is probably when he shifted over to the Saints. 05, 06 maybe.
1: Oh, 006 is when he went to uh, the Saints, but he was drafted in I think 01, 2001. Or
0: 02. I think it was yeah. one.
1: Yeah, 32nd um,
0: pick, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Prior to the Texans getting there. Yes. Yeah, he was the first pick of the second round, right? Mm -hmm. pretty sure um but one stylistically the nfl 20 years ago is very different than today's nfl so comparing Mm -hmm. the quarterback stats i don't really see a connection with but also like the contracts then that you brought up earlier versus now and and the Mm -hmm. rookie deals it's it's very different um but to make a comparison that's a little bit more current like going into this year Tua and jalen hurts were both massive quarterback uh question Mm -hmm. marks going into year three Uh, And both have answered the bell. Um, People love to bring up the Josh Allen comparison. I don't know if that's necessarily a fair one because he, what he did was uh, very, very much so an outlier. And he looks—he's probably the second best quarterback in the NFL behind Patrick Mahomes at this point. But um, I think it's kind of crazy to say that after 18 games, that there's no way this guy can get any better. He's just going to be this bad forever.
0: All right. So I should have built this topic into here, and I didn't do it. Josh Allen year three, massive trade for Stefan Diggs. Jalen Hurts, year three, massive trade for A.J. Brown. Tua Tungavailoa, massive trade for Tyree Kill. Zach Wilson going into year three. Uh, before I even get to that, Justin Fields, they now make a trade for Chase Claypool. Zach Wilson, they don't even do that. Trevor Lawrence going into year three, getting Calvin Ridley Zach Wilson going into year three, probably not getting another receiver. If I had to guess kind of have a nice complement of weapons here, Matt, do you think we should have made a big time trade for a wide receiver or do you think drafting Garrett Wilson was kind of the, uh, almost get around that sort of philosophy of trading for a big time wide receiver for your quarterback going into year three?
1: Well, I mean, even with shitty quarterback play, Garrett Wilson's probably going to go for a 1,000 yards still this year. Like, that's, that's got to mm-hmm. be good for something no? So I, they're, they're not going to trade for a wide receiver, but they have Garrett Wilson. You have Corey Davis, who is solid, that Zach Wilson obviously likes. And Elijah Moore's got the potential if, if they, if they want to use him. So um, I think they did a lot of their work for building up this offense really this mm-hmm. year, and it's about him kind of taking that next step now.
0: Greenbean, your thoughts on the uh, the third year trading of wide receivers to young quarterbacks, A.J. Brown, Stephen Diggs, Tyreek Hill, Chase Claypool, Calvin Ridley.
2: Yeah, there's something to it. You know, I mean, I think, you know, you look at the Bills just as an example. They didn't draft any first-round wide receivers either, though. So we did that. They did that, you know, in lieu of, you know. Um, even like you know Chase Claypool, if you want to throw them, I mean, I think they ignored receiver for, uh, I mean, for the most part they they got him one, but I mean it was like third round or whatever the hell it was. Um, so I think a lot of those are kind of not really comparable because again, I don't think anybody's questioning that Elijah. I mean, sorry that uh, Zach Wilson has a stocked cupboard. You know what I mean? He really mm-hmm. does. Now, losing Brees Hall is something, of course. But I don't know, man. I don't, I mean, you know, I don't think it's the same. I really don't. Especially, like, talking about Claypool. Like, Claypool's fine, but, you know, I think that was more of, like, we got to add somebody. You know what I mean? I, that's what yeah,
1: I they think. They need a warm body.
2: Right. We yeah. need somebody in here with some talent because, you know, Justin Fields, oh, my God, he's actually showing, like, he might, might have a little bit of talent. You know what I mean? Like, maybe we should get him somebody. I don't know. I, I don't know if it's the same. I hear it. I'd love to, mm-hmm. you know, see something like that. We're going the young route. Other teams are going the vet route. That's just the way it is. Yeah. You know?
0: Matt, could you hop over to last week's talking jets panel? Um, I want to get into a few super chats here. Thomas says all in all, The team has made progress. Yes, this is more progress than I expected the Jets to make, and I think our expectations have pivoted because of how this team has played. And I think that's a good thing. I I think the coaching staff is correct, and I think the drafting has been spot on. Uh, Scuttlebutt comes in, says, John Beck, why don't we just get him his teddy bear as well, and better yet, buy him a fox (laughs) womb and crawl back into it. That kid needs some tough love. Look, quarterbacks are a weird dynamic. They're like... I don't know pitchers or star NBA players. Like they, they they're psyche. If you have the wrong uh, flavor candy in the bowl, when they get to the hotel room, it throws them off. It's it's, I don't know. It's sports for you. Um, But look, John Beck, clearly Zach Wilson has a trust in him in his off season activities. If Coddling your rookie number two overall pick is what gets him eventually to being a, a top quarterback. I'm all for it. Uh, obviously we don't know if that's going to wind up being the case. Green bean. You think we're coddling Zach Wilson too much?
2: Um, I don't know if I use the word coddle, but I do believe just like we were talking about earlier with JFM. I do believe in like a foot down kind of thing. That's what you're going to do today. Then get the hell off my field like that mm. kind of a thing. Um, Like even if, for example, if I would have benched Zach for the final quarter just to say all we need to do is hit dump offs and we win this fucking game. Like if I if that doesn't mean Zach isn't already the the written in starter for the next week. And I don't know if that's right, wrong, you know, but that's my view. But I think uh, I think uh, Zach could probably
0: benefit from a good pop to the chops figuratively, of course. It's fed with a silver spoon there. Uh, Raymond (laughs) comes in and says, we have a championship defense. Don't let Josh Allen scramble and don't let the deep ball. That's the ingredients to winning. I completely agree, Raymond. I think if the jets can contain Josh Allen, you prevent him from scrambling and the defensive secondary stays what it's been the last few weeks. The jets are stout. They are a very, very hard team to play against from a defensive perspective perspective mumtaz drops in says i feel jacob martin trade might be first poor trade for joe douglas we spent six million and gave up five uh gave up a fifth and a player to get a fourth why what is uh what if someone defensive line wise gets hurt need another offensive tackler free safety or run stuffing defensive tackle i disagree mumtaz i do think the jacob martin trade i think that i'm i have more of an issue with the signing because we lost salary cap space at a position that we invested heavily into. But I think at the time of signing, I believe Jacob Martin was before the draft. Um, we didn't have Jermaine Johnson. We didn't have Michael Clemens. We didn't know if Vinnie Curry was going to be able to be the guy uh he was previously. So I, I think there were a lot of what ifs, like what if Zach or not Zach Wilson, Carl Lawson. Uh, Did not rebound from the Achilles injury. I think they're like it's fine to to have brought in that talent that was Jacob Martin and to spend a few bucks to get a a round higher in a draft. If you told me I could give up a certain amount of cap space to move up and around instead of giving up players or draft picks, like that's essentially what the Jets did. The Jets did it with Teddy Bridgewater a few years ago. You bring in Teddy Bridgewater, you trade him before the season after you showcase him in the preseason, so you can recoup some of the draft picks that you gave away to get. Uh you know, Sam Darnold, or was that just before the Sam Darnold trade? Whatever it was. Either way, same sort of idea. Buying draft picks. Matt, your thoughts on the trade of Jacob Martin. Do you think it was a waste of a waste of assets, or do you think it was uh, you know, it's football. It is what it is.
1: Waste of assets.
0: Yeah, For like the you know, the, the Jets, the, the Jets brought him in. We spent Some money on him and all we did was give away a fifth round pick and a player so you're basically buying a round
1: up uh move in the draft yeah i don't mind it i think they brought yeah I, i really don't don't mind it i think they brought him in for a purpose and he served that role or they realized that maybe some guys are further along than they thought and they were able to get future capital out of it and and better capital i think a fourth round pick is a significantly more important than a fifth rounder. And um, I think it was a good decision because it opens up spots for younger guys too.
0: Yeah, look, if we're playing hindsight as the ultimate uh, deciding factor, the Jets should have never drafted Darren Lee. They should have traded up for Laramie Tunsil and we'd have Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, <laughs> right. uh, you know, friggin' Bradley Chubb and, you know, a bunch of other players. So you right. can't use hindsight when talking about sports too, too much. There is some to it. And I understand Mumtaz. Um, I just disagree with you on this one. All right, we've reached the end of our stream. So Greenbean, have you collected our uh, qualifiers for our t-shirt giveaway via the likes that have come in throughout the course of this live stream? I have. If we get one more like, there's another qualifier. Oh, drop another like real quick. We'll get another qualifier. BG, the kid comes in, says, love the trade today and all in on Zach Wilson. Uh, BG, I like that. Uh, I do want to see us have zach wilson go off really that's all i want that's all i want matt uh you got some qualifiers for us over there on
1: the previous stream yeah buddy all right let's pick five of them okay first up is johnny boy three two eight
2: hold on i'm not i'm not there sorry um i'm trying to get it all right kelly oh kelly mctavish okay they did it. They they got us in. It just shows me all you people that just liked it. You could have been liking it all day. What happened? <laughs> oh, there's another one. Look at this. They're cruising
0: now, Ryan.
1: See? You love to see. I,
0: see I, I should have more of a... I, I should change the banner. That's all. I'll change the banner while you're picking some qualifiers. So oh, that way it's not me. I won. I won
2: this one. Woo-hoo. See, yeah, look. You deserve it. I do. Let me get another one. Hold on. Uh, let's see. And it's julio rivera you are the final from this chat julio okay matt sorry buddy where are you
1: uh Johnny Boy 328 is our first name from last week okay and then we got ryan duggan okay anthony cook Uh, Andy trick shots. I like that name. Yeah. And we'll go good vibes to close out.
2: And good
0: vibes. All right. All right. For the Twitter retweeting for those of you guys that retweet. Oh, next time I said retweet and tag three friends. That's what we'll wind up doing. Get some more love on the stream. Uh, let's do Jacob. 1722. okay we're gonna go Denzel trims
2: oh yeah he's good I like Denzel trims <laughs> I read his I see his stuff
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, let's fun. go Alex gangrene AP gangrene AP
2: Alex gangrene AP
0: or just uh, gangrene Alex is AP? his name but his handle is at gangrene AP. We're gonna do Anthony Giliberti. And we're gonna do ASIM Oker. A sim okay, you are? Yes. Alright, uh, All right. ready. Let's do some odds or evens. Three, two, one. That is a ten. Evens. Woohoo.
2: All right. Oh, nope, nope, sorry. Uh, J-Man Hop, you're out. Mikey Uh, Mouse, you're out. Stephen Ingalls out again. He's in there every week, I think. Uh, (laughs) Jake Cole. Oh, you know what? He tells me to uh, to give it to somebody else. I forgot. He's out anyway. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Nick Peoples is out. Kelly McTavish is out. Johnny Boy 328 is gone. Anthony Cook is out. Uh, Good Vibes, sorry, Good Vibes, didn't last too long. Uh, Denzel Trims, sorry, buddy, and Anthony
0: Giliberti is out. All right, three, two, one. That's a seven. Odds. (laughs) Odds.
2: (laughs) Stud City, you're gone. Jets Forever, you're gone. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, Robbie Oak is gone. Joe oh. Campione is gone. Ryan Duggan's out. Uh, Jacob 1722 and ASIM Oker. We only got one Twitter left,
0: by the way. How many picks we got left as far as A people go? 5, five, six. six three, two, one. Seven. It's an odd.
2: All right. Arturist, you're out. Oh shit. What the hell just happened? What the hell was that? Did you see that? No. What was that? My whole screen, everything. All right. Archerist, you're out. I'm sorry, buddy. ZZ, who's been asking for his shirt all night. You are out. Andy Trickshot is out. Yeah, it's a shame. I was kind of secretly rooting for you, ZZ. I was. Um, How many? uh, Three left.
0: Three. Three left. All right. Chat, give us a number plus what we throw up. Three, two, one. It's a five plus...
2: Five what? plus a three. Oh, okay. Eight. All right. Evens. Evens. All right. Julio Rivera's is out. We're down to two.
0: All right. Chat. First number after Wild Wave plus what we throw up. Bam. It's a 13 plus a two. That's 15. Odds. All right. Jimmy
2: Sags. You are the winner.
0: Jimmy Sags, thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight. Reach out to me on one of my social media platforms. I'll get you a T-shirt, get your information, send it out to you uh, so you get some cool swag. Thank you so much for uh, hanging out with us tonight. Uh, let's go around our panel and talk about our final thoughts. Greenbeat, any last words for our panel? Yeah,
2: you know what? I, th- I wasn't going to do it, man, and I got I to gotta stop, but I think I'm going to do an after hour show tonight. I feel like maybe... 40 minutes. That's it. 40 minutes come over to Green Bean Jets Fan right after the stream at 10:30 and we'll continue the convo.
1: Matt, any last words for our panel? New episode of Just Jets is out tomorrow. It's an hour episode, so Green Bean will be happy. Yeah um, but <laughs> it's a frustrating hour. Uh, I'll leave it at that.
0: <laughs> Boys and girls, thank you so much for flying with us tonight. My name's Ryan I've been your pilot, this Jets Talk, signing off. J-E-T-S.